Welcome to Church Jams Now, the podcast where three former youth group kids and current music nerds deep dive into Christian music from the 90s and 2000s. I, of course, am your host, Kylan Savage. With me, as always, is Mr. TJ Smith. Welcome to Church Jams Now, the podcast where three music nerds nerd out on music from the 90s and 2000s. It's harder than it seems, right? I am your host, Kylan Savage. With me, as always. Okay, this is the Kyle, energy you're bringing I to just, this? No, I just, I want <laughs> you to understand why I did that. This right now? I want, I, I, let me contextualize it. It's because I wanted okay. to know how you feel. That's what I wanted to know. Hey, do you feel this? I hated that. <laughs> <laughs> I do, and it felt bad. <laughs> I no, wanted to get into I'm your head gonna, and your heart yeah. and know how it feels to try to do the, the stinger up top. Like, that, that's, it's hard. It is hard. It is. Do you feel how Kylan feels? I feel how Kylan feels. Who is that talking? Is that? is that our beautiful producer, Josh Olson? I think it is. Oh, hey, guys. What's up? Hey, I know man. I bring this up all the time, but I love the energy we bring to part A's when we do them at the end of the night. <laughs> I feel like it's fun. It. Yeah. It's nice it's and like really energetic. Fun. I know. It's almost <laughs> I like you want like to start off a show. A yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's groovy. Uh, it is groovy. Speaking of groovy, well, no, that is not a transition. <laughs> no, follow I, it. Do, do it. you ever like start a segue and then realize you you don't it's not know where it's going? <laughs> Welcome Sometimes. to my whole life. <laughs> There's got to be some joke. We're in the middle of summer. Mm. Summer's uh, groovy. I feel groovy yeah. in the summer. It's my this favorite coming season. Out in May, well, we so got, I got to drop summer. the groovy thing because we're talking about Rocket Summer, and I can't connect Rocket and Groovy. I, I keep trying, but guys, we're talking about Rocket Summer. So. Yeah, we are. <laughs> the Rocket Summer. Let's do it. The Rocket you, Summer. It's the Rocket wow. Summer to you, young man. Take that. <laughs> How dare you just call them Rocket Summer? How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> Mr. Rocket Summer was my dad. <laughs> That's the. I just go by the usually uh, to my friends. Guys, yeah. So we're talking about 2007's Do You Feel by The Rocket Summer. We are. Well, it's not a question, right? On the album art? It's, it's not, not a, a question. It's not a question. There's no which, question mark. We okay. can talk Do about that. I don't like when albums or song titles are like clearly questioned, but they're not like... They're interrogative, they yeah. but there's no question mark. You should have right. a question mark is what that I'm is, saying. That is frustrating. I agree. Well, guess what? Just Grammar for you, <laughs> we will put a question mark in our album yes. art. Do you feel? <laughs> Can the dot of the question mark be Josh's face? Of course. Yeah. Excellent. It'll be like five pixels Excellent. wide. Perfect. I it, feel great about that. Is this a wish list of mine, Josh? Yeah. Okay. And I'm getting a little bit of like deja vu because we just did a wish list record yeah. for you. I with know. The I wedding. Feel, it feels indulgent, but do I don't do the schedule. Indulgent. I have to say, I do not do the schedule, but it feels indulgent. <laughs> they were Josh, doing the hell, wish man. list of mine I, so Josh, close together. I know. I am responsible for this. To pick with you, bud. What I was thinking was like. Right now, it's uh, this episode is coming out in May. Like, what a perfect time to listen to the Rocket Summer. Like, late spring, going into summer. Like, that's when you want to be jamming to Bryce Savory and his upbeat, poppy tunes, right? So That's yeah. very true. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that. it was going to be so close following your other wishlist record. I, know, I feel like you're intentionally trying to alienate me from the two of y'all <laughs> by making me, like come across as as a diva 
of sorts, much like based on the past interviews we've had, Bryce Avery himself. <laughs> oh, well, yes. then it lines up. Uh, yeah. It's we can perfect. cut that. I don't know if I want to keep Thematically that accurate. <laughs> Guys, yeah, this was a big record for me. Was it? Uh, yeah. Okay. Do we want to do research first and we then do talk research? About... Yeah, it was, it was funny going kind of going off the rails with the wedding, but we can do research first and then go into everything. Let's do research you want. first. Yeah. Yep. Let's let's keep the structure a little bit so I don't seem like too Mariah Carey esque. But but let me just say this first. I'm gonna pay a lot of attention to the research because I know this is such a big deal to you, Kylan. I usually nod off. Y'all know. Well, you know, Josh I... is giving me the side eye. <laughs> How dare you? Give us some research. (laughs) All right, research. So the Rocket Summer is originally from Colleyville, Texas, which is a suburb of Fort Worth. Indeed it is. Not too far from me. If Bryce and I wanted to hang out, I could be over at his house in probably 20, 30 minutes. Uh, Their career is from 2003 to present. Well, probably even earlier. 2003 is whenever the first record came out. So I'm sure he was doing stuff much earlier. Oh, yeah. And they're still going. I think he's gearing up for another he, release he's doing right a tour. now. Yeah. He's doing a tour with Hello Goodbye and oh, nice. the Juliana Theory is opening. Oh, great. Very yeah. nice. And How he's released that, like a couple singles too. So I feel like he's might be gearing up for another record. Mm-hmm. Cool. And I, we say he because it is Bryce Avery. But yeah, but what's different is like other than like a lot of other solo projects, like it's just Bryce Avery. Like he has a touring band, but everything that's recorded on a Rocket Summer record is Bryce. Drums, yep. bass, piano, guitar. Wait, vocals. is that true for all the records? That's all of his records, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Other wow. than like additional things like there's Yeah, he that. does like like horns and stuff maybe come in and yeah, guest vocals like, and things. But sure. yeah, he basically does like everything. All the heavy lifting. Wow. Mm-hmm. I yeah, didn't know so that. every song is like written, arranged, and recorded completely by Bryce. Respect, yeah. Bryce. It is. If you're it's, listening, can yeah? Can you imagine? Be. That's just. I mean, we don't have to go into it, but like that's impressive. Like recording an, an album is already like intense. Whenever you're mm-hmm. like, if you're a drummer and you're like, I gotta like do all my parts for like these eleven songs or whatever. But then like you do it and then you're done after that. But then you're like, if you're Bryce, you're like, okay, I had to be on time for all these 11 songs. Now I got to do bass. Now I got to do three, four different guitar parts, whatever. Try some fiddle. Dude, he does it live too. And we'll, we'll get into that a little bit, but he, he does a couple songs like that too. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. So we'll talk more about that. Let's talk about the record. Do you feel not a question? was released July 17th, 2007, which at this time is, I guess it's turning 16 years old. Whew. Yes, it's turning 16 years old this year. Wow. At the time of recording, it's just 15 years old. It is his third album under the moniker of The Rocket Summer, and it's his first record on uh, Island Records, which is his major label debut. He did his nice. first two records on the Militia Group, but then after that, they scooped him up and put him on Island. Cool. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Good he got... Him. Big time for this record. It was produced by Jim Wirt, who has done a lot of bands like Incubus, Alien Ant Farm, Hoobastank, Something Corporate, and a lot of Jack's Mannequin, Kylan. Huh. That all makes so much sense to me. Yep. Wow. So much sense. 
Incubus. No, you're a big okay. Jack's Mannequin fan. I know you're a big Incubus fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a huge Alien Ant Farm guy. So, like, yeah, duh. Alien Ant Farm, Rocket Summer, same band, basically. You just, you've been waiting for them to tour together your whole life. Is I have. I have. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Uh, this was, album was also mixed by Chris Lord Algae, who we've mentioned multiple times nice. on the show. So I'm sure it'll be a nice punchy mix. I didn't you. know that, mm. but that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, this album debuted at number 44 on Billboard 200 oh, wow. and debuted at number 16 on the U.S. rock charts. Oh, nice. I did not find a Billboard Christian chart of it. Hmm. Yeah, he's kind of like Christian adjacent. Adjacent. He's yeah. one of those like kind of like Love Drug. Like Love Drug, yeah. It was it, the whole, the militia group was that whole kind of like Christian adjacent. They maybe got mm-hmm. like put into that category. But mm-hmm. I mean, he never sang about anything like dirty or anything so i think there's just kind of an assumption people were like he's clean he's christian yeah exactly (laughs) just like how like in the 90s and 2000s i feel like like christian culture sort of accepted brian regan as like their (laughs) comedian you know what i mean he's just like oh he doesn't talk about sex so like all right he's ours we like him (laughs) we we call him ours he's ours and he's hilarious too that's he true. Is. He's a funny guy. Rocket uh, Summer is is the Brian Regan. <laughs> emo. No, 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 no. That Brian Regan is the Rocket it's Summer. The Rocket Summer of stand up. There you go. <laughs> yeah, he does all his instruments himself. Right. Yeah, <laughs> he does. But he has a touring band. Uh, yes. So funny. Um, I was going to say this is the second highest charting record in for the Rocket Summer of Men and Angels charted a little bit higher than this. <laughs> Interesting. And then, but it does seem like to be the most popular record. Three of his four most popular songs are uh, on Spotify stats are on this record. Do Mm. you feel so much love and break it out? Mm. And the only one that is not his, the one that's the third most popular is Brat Pack. If you're curious out there, which does make a lot of sense. Mm. And that's uh, really all I got for this research for this record, guys. Okay, cool. That was some good research. Mm-hmm. So, why the rocket summer? You might ask me. Yeah, Kyle, said you were going to ask us, and we're like, "Well, we have to ask you that." Kylan. No, no, no. Uh-uh. Oh, your back. <laughs> okay, we're using that that collide ad in this episode because it matches up energy wise. Oh my god! Yeah, dude, I was a huge rocket summer fan in high school. When did it start? Two thousand four. Is that when Hello Good Friend came out? Which has I think that was two thousand five. 2005, okay. It was then, it was right when that record came out because then I went back and was super into calendar days. I don't know. There was just something about as someone that started out as like a solo artist, uh, something about the fact that he like kind of did everything himself, like really appealed mm. to me. Right. And then a, specifically this sort of like super poppy kind of emo tinged, thing i was just like really into uh but we had it we we had a brief conversation about this a few weeks ago on our group chat about how 2007 was like probably the biggest year for me musically and i resonated with that too like that year there's so many albums that came out in 2007 good year yeah that and specifically this album okay one of the reasons this album was so big was I got my sister into the Rocket Summer the year that this album came out. 
And her and I are not, like, not close, but we, like, connected over the Rocket Summer, which was pretty nice. cool. And it was the same year that The Con by Tegan and Sarah came out. Mm-hmm. And it was the first year that I had my own computer in my room. And this was around the time this is like, yeah, I mean, you said this album came out 15 years ago. It makes me feel so old (laughs) Uh, that I was able to with the phone that I got, the cell phone that I got, I could edit and make my own ringtones. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Those were the days, man. Kids these days will never understand. I know. So I took. They can't get it. I ripped the CD because I bought this CD. And I ripped it. And I specifically mm-hmm. remember the con and do you feel uh, taking like two track, two or three tracks from each and cutting them down to like 15 seconds and loading them onto my phone as yeah. my like ringtones. That's so good. Yeah. It, it's so funny because at that same time, like just before that, like Fallout Boy had gone to uh, Island Records, I think as well. Probably. And I felt like a real sense of them like selling out. But I never felt that way with Rocket Summer because this stuff was always like so poppy. I was like, okay, this makes sense. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's it didn't doing change it. his formula. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love this record. Uh, I, I got to see Rocket Summer uh, tour on this record and then see them on the Of Men and Angels. Josh, did we see. Okay. This is a wild, wild memory. Do you remember when Jeremy Brown played drums in our band? Yes. And we played a show, I think, at the Curtain Club. Yes. And the then Curtain Club. I remember him leaving. I Did you leave as well? Club. Yes. Okay. We played a set and then we had to like rush through the sets. No, 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 no. We loaded up when we put all our stuff there. We didn't play. We played later. We played super late. Is that it? Yes, that's it. So Jeremy and I, we set up all our stuff at the show or whatever, and then Jeremy and I leave. Jeremy has tickets to the Rocket Summer, and then he has an extra ticket, so he's like, Josh, you want to come? I'm like, yeah, sure. And so then we drive to the Granada Theater, and we go, and we walk in, and Matt Thiessen is playing his set. where He was there playing, like, solo piano opening. And what so year is this? This is 2010. This is like February 2010 oh, of Men okay. and Angels just came yeah, out. Yeah, it was the Men and Angels hmm. tour. Yeah. And so we go and we're at the show for a while and uh, some other, was it Play Radio Play also was on there? Probably, tour? yeah. Oh, I yeah. forgot yes. about that band. Okay, yes. so Play Radio Play <laughs> was like the same thing as Rocket Summer. It was like one yep. dude and yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that later, but yeah, yeah. that's so funny. So I think okay. they were and then, and then Rocket Summer was playing. And we got to see most of the Rocket Summer set, but then we had to leave because we were then had to go back to the Curtain Club to play a show with <laughs> the truth about movie stars. That For like so six funny. people. Right? Yeah, like, which is kind of a bummer. But I mean, we Kyle, did get to see you most of... No, I had to stay at the venue with all their shit. <laughs> and just make sure <laughs> like... And just be texting us being Rocket like... Summer fan. <laughs> Correct. But I was committed to my craft and my art, man. I'm like, hey, we booked a show. I'm I'm going to stick around. I'm not bitter at all that you guys And that was one of the few shows that, like, Tanner Evans came up from, like, was able to play with us because he was living in Austin at the time. So he was there. So you and Tanner were just hanging out. So if Jeremy and I didn't make it back in time, you guys could have done it. But we made it back in time, and it was a fun show. Um, Yeah, so... (laughs) 
the big thing of seeing Rocket somewhere live is like he does. He's got a bunch of loop pedals connected to all of the instruments, and he'll do mm. at least one song where he'll start on the drums, mm-hmm. then he'll build a whole song. And he was the first person that I ever saw like do that, like not just mm-hmm. acoustic, like right. a full band, which right. was super cool. That is very impressive. It's hard to do, man. Can we just yeah. pause and acknowledge like that's not an easy feat? Yeah, for sure. For anybody who's never tried to use like looping loop pedals on multiple instruments. Yeah. Yeah. Like you start on the drums and you loop it. Yeah. Okay. So TJ, I want to know what is, what is, what is your deal with Rocket Summer? I have very little deal with Rocket Summer. I, that's kind of what I I pictured. Yeah. Yeah. I have very little, um, awareness of the Rocket Summer other than similar to Paper Root, unless we've all forgotten. Um, Thank you. Are we all forgotten? Are we all forgotten? Also, Everyone another question that, that does not have a question oh, yeah, mark on that's it. True. That's right. <laughs> so similar to Paper Root, like you're kind of the main reason I know about that band or had any interest in that band. Mm. Um, I I feel like I dipped into them when we first started playing together because you talked about them a lot, and I was like, oh, I should know this band and like understand right. them. And I think like for a while I thought it was a band. Before I realized, right? Yeah, it was yeah. It's just one guy. Um, I mean, it is a band. It's not not a band. But. Yeah, right. For sure. But like, I, I think it took me a second to realize why you resonated with it, and it was when I understood, like, oh, this is like this guy's project, and you know, well, that and then it's like it. in it's, the same way that I saw you do with your music, right? And it's like super poppy, right? Right? Like it's very pop forward. So. Yeah. So I, I'm not super familiar with this record. Uh, I think I do know a couple tracks. I don't even think I can name them, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I think when I hear them, I'll know. Cool. And uh, yeah, that's that's kind of all I got. I don't know. It was, it, uh, I will say this too. There were a few other people that I can't even name at DBU when I was going there that were like big Rocket Summer heads. And I was just like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I had no other, you know, like context or even yeah. interest in checking right. checking out the music because this was before we started playing together. Right. And well, you yeah. helped me like give give the music a chance. So I'm grateful for that. And it like it makes sense because like I, I don't know about you, Josh, but like I have not like I was super into Do You Feel of Men and Angels. I was like kind of into I listened to it a lot but I was pretty much checked out after that I have like not kept up I know he's still been like making music but I have not kept up with it at all right so have you Josh I think we lost (laughs) oh I thought you know if you're asking a question I thought you were just saying that no yeah um well I guess I have and to go back a little bit like I hadn't until I got to debut I'd never heard of the rocket summer so then I met you and you're like brought it up a little bit, but you weren't like showing me like, oh, check out this guy. Well, like, I remember by the you time I got to me. college, I was a little bit embarrassed <laughs> by liking <laughs> Rocket Summer. Does that make sense? <laughs> like, because it is super poppy and, and there is this sort of like, I don't know, there's this sort of stigma attached with like specifically kind of like piano pop mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. very much like a more like female 
oriented audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Josh, you were like super metal when I first so met metal. you. So I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to show this guy, like, I'm not going to gush about Rocket Summer. I'm like, yeah, Devil Wears Prada, man. Like, Maylene, yeah, <laughs> woo. Oh, yeah. No, well, it was you and Jeremy Brown, because Jeremy Brown was the biggest Rocket Summer fan. Yeah, dude. Um, mm. So, like, it was be- it was between the two of y'all, like, going to the show, and then I think I may have even bought Of Men and Angels there at the show that night or whatever. So, like, that was my intro to it, to the band. But then, like, I got into them, and I, like, that summer, I just remember, like, I listened to, like, so much, like, Say Anything in the Rocket Summer, which both were introductions from Kylan. So mm. I got into them, like, pretty like in college late in 2010 uh but was able to get into them and liked them for a lot of years i did listen to his 2012 record of life or write the words i like that one a lot i think that was really good yeah um i haven't i think i listened to sweet shivers which you realize like him after that 2012 but, was like over 10 years ago <laughs> i know that <laughs> that's so crazy ago. very crazy Ugh. <laughs> And then uh, he did a like a solo release in like 2013, where it's like he's just playing all his songs acoustic, whatever. And it's like kind of like one of the like sing-alongs, like when Phil Wickham was doing all those like sing-along albums. That was kind of a mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. and that one's really good too. Nice. Yeah, so I got into the Rockets from Relate, but uh, I like him a lot, and I'm excited to get into this record because for me, it's been a while since I've listened to the Rocket Summer in general. And yeah. specifically this record. Hmm. It's probably been a couple years. So nice. So it'll be like a little you you like brushing off the dust a little bit. Yeah, and I'm sure it'll take me back to I don't know, it's one of those bands like I would have like liked. Uh, it's like I would have loved this if I'd like discovered it in high school, but I was still able to like enjoy it enough being like, I'm not in high school, but like I feel like I would have felt like listening to this now like I would have felt in high school kind of thing. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it does. Yeah, so it was a lot of fun. I liked it a lot. So should we shift into uh, bop and flop predictions? I think we can do it, yeah. Yeah, what do you think? What do I think? Keep on rolling, man. Keep All right, I'll keep it going. Groove. It's groovy. <laughs> You're good. It's groovy. There you go. You <laughs> tied <groovy>. it back. <laughs> Boom, there you go. Keep it grooving. Uh, I'll keep it rolling. I think it's going to be a bop. Um, I think... It's probably the best Rocket Summer record. I go back and forth whether hmm. this or Life Will Write the Words is my favorite Rocket Summer record. Hmm. But you so, think you can say it's the best one? I think it probably is the best one, like objectively. Okay. So. Well, we had this conversation yesterday, right? Taking talking about yeah, I think so. Taking back Sunday about how interesting it is to like know a band has an objectively best album, but it's not your favorite album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a, a conversation for a different time, but I'm just fascinated by that. Yeah, it is an interesting distinction because I think it allows the listener to acknowledge their own biases, you know? Right. Which is cool. Yeah. For sure. Self-aware, bro. So it's going to be a bop for me. It's going to be a bop I'm excited for, for you. It. Okay. I'm excited. Nice. TJ, do mm-hmm. you think this is going to be a flop <laughs> or a bop? Based on... okay. Would it be helpful before you give your uh, flopper bop prediction? Like, do you just want to give it or would you like a little bit of a defense or an explanation of what you're getting into? I like the idea of you selling it to me. Okay. Well, it's very like P 
piano pop, which like, okay, uh, of that time, you know, you had something corporate, Jack's Mannequin. Uh, you even had like Daniel Powder who did that Had a Bad Day song. I would never have been able to know that guy's name off the top of my head. <laughs> Daniel Powder. I think I'm the only one that, that knows was it's Daniel me. Powder with a T. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting into a lot of that. It's yeah, very much fray, like like right? yes, the fray yeah, like very like the fray like, heyday episode. Yeah. Like very like major label, like mid two thousands piano led rock. So I'm curious, how do you think uh you're gonna fall on the flopper bop spectrum? I do like some piano led like rock, rock pop. You know, the the quick band that I that I sort of jump to mentally that I really like that is like the weird version of all of that is hot, hot heat. They're okay. like, they're like the avant-garde version of all of those bands that you just said. Right. They're like kind of determinedly indie rock and just like quirky and eccentric yeah, this is not in that. all the ways that I, that I like. <laughs> so yeah, this is not that. Um, I recall that enough about this, this project. But I do think knowing how much you like this album and knowing that I like your songwriting sensibilities, I want to give it an aspirational bop prediction Okay. because that sounds fun. Like I want to give it a shot. I want to like try to put myself in Bryce's brain and like heart and, and feel how he feels do you feel you will, you will answer the question? Do you'll you answer feel? his question. Yeah. That I will do you feel that I will bop yeah. this record, Kylan? Uh I don't know, man. Okay. Before I answer that for you, Josh, how long is this record? It is thirteen songs at forty seven minutes and twenty three seconds. That's longer than I remember. He loads up he puts a lot of songs on his records. Yeah. Which is impressive that as the sole songwriter he can just right. write 13 songs in two years from his last record and record yeah. all of them. Okay, TJ, I, I think you're going to find a really good EP out of this. Mm. It is long. I think not that you're going to find the majority of it. I don't know. Vacuous isn't necessarily I, the right word, but I think drink, you're... Take a drink, um, I think there's going to be something lacking in terms of like lyrical content for okay. you, like, yep. like sure. deep emotional lyrical content for you. It's from what I remember, it's like pretty like surface level. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's honest. Like you don't it feel is. like Bryce yeah, is yeah. like writing down like, but I feel like it's just like, it's just hard on your sleeve but i honest, feel like bryce avery honest is still just like a little bit like it's very surface level for like a golden DJ. retriever of like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like uh-huh. i like this oh i don't like that i love going on walks. like you know like a song it's is like not a business very, plan i hate when i can't <laughs> right find my yeah phone. yeah <laughs> got you all right cool yeah well are you gonna bop it do you feel like bopping this record Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to bop it. Some hesitation there, some conflict. I know, mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, 
What's the root of that? Let's let's get into that. <laughs> yeah, let's dig into <laughs> you, that. You want to dig into that? How do you okay. feel? How do I feel? Um, Break it out. You know? <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, I just, I don't know if I'm going to connect with it like the same way that I used to. It's definitely like a summer record, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to look past my nostalgia for mm-hmm. it. How objective of you. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Respect, thanks, man. Thanks. We'll see if you manage it. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> way to own that, Josh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. Sure. Let's give it a. Let, let's let's give it a, a hesitant bop. Hesitant oh. bop. Because I don't want I don't want egg on my face when it comes back. I don't I don't want a, a pillar situation. <laughs> wow. Uh, we, we've learned our lesson. Giving a hesitant bop <laughs> to interesting. Yeah, Your own wish list. Yeah, well, the reason I put it on my wish list was I wanted a reason to, like, dig into it again. Yeah. No, I love it. You know it. what I mean? Cause and I, I like that you're kind of putting it on, like, on the operating table. And you're like, right. let's give it a there are, like, listen. five songs for sure that are, like, stone cold bops. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's 13 songs on the record. 47 minutes. You know what I mean? And I think so, a lot like, of them are going to kind of sound the same. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. I'm willing to like, you know, have the distance, like think about it a little bit. Let's okay. Let, let's call it a, a hesitant bop. A hesitant bop. All right. I respect that. Yeah. Well, I learned a lot uh, from from Sarah being on our episode. I didn't realize you could bring <laughs> episodes or albums to the show and then you don't have to automatically bop them. So <laughs> you don't have to defend them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, you can come on and be it. like, hey, I brought you this record. No, it's going to suck. No clue <laughs> how, how it's going to go. <laughs> no, I'm I'm very excited to to dig into it. So yeah, man. Uh, I think we're going to do that. Uh, we're going to listen to some sweet, sweet ads. And then we'll be back to talk about 2007's Do You Feel by the Mr. Rocket Summer. <laughs> Get it right. If you're listening to this episode, there's a good chance you're a fan of the Rocket Summer. And if you're a fan of the Rocket Summer, there's an even better chance that you're going to love our sponsor for today, Collide Records. They have a huge inventory of Rocket Summer in stock right now. And at the time of this episode airing, Shadowcasters just released last week. So if you're looking to add that new record to your collection, look no further than Collide Records. They have the black 180 gram vinyl or the Ecomix Mystery Color, which sounds pretty fun. They also have Zoetic and Sweet Shivers on vinyl to the previous two records. Or, if you're a CD guy like me, I'm pretty sure they have the entire catalog available, including the special edition CD-DVD combo of Calendar Days and the hard-to-find Early Years EP. But that's not all Clyde has in stock. They've got plenty of other stuff that I'm sure you'll find tons of other great releases that you've been wanting to add to your collection. And, you know what's even better? Is that you can get 20% off your first order using the promo code CHURCHJAMSNOW. Again, that's Church Jams Now as the promo code will get you 20% off your first order from Collide Records. We're genuine fans, and we hope Collide Records becomes your new favorite record store. Let's get back to the show. Yeah. Let's talk about our feelings. Do you feel? What do, do you, you feel? feel? Didn't we make a bunch of these jokes Ugh. in part A? Yes. What and we're only going to make more. <laughs> I feel we're going to make more jokes. Okay. Well, hey, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed listening to us some more. With some ads. Guys, Clyde Records is so good, right? So good. 
the, bonus ad. Bonus ad. <laughs> after a normal ad. You thought this was the regular episode again. It's another ad. Surprise. <laughs> That'd be good. We should do that sometime. It's 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 like it's like that like really cliched thing where like in a TV show something terrible happens and someone wakes up. Oh, it's just a dream. And then <laughs> they go about their day. And then something else crazy happens, and like that was also a oh, dream. It was a dream. <laughs> it was like <laughs> bonus ad. That's so funny. Okay, ads on ads, dreams on. Guys, dreams. we're gonna talk about "Do You Feel" by The Rocket mm. Summer from 2007. We spent a week listening to it. Yes, I have to say it brought back some memories for me, man. And yeah, I had, I woke back. up, I woke up like no less than four days this week. I could not sleep because I had specific lyrics from this album just stuck in my head, like <laughs> on a loop. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. We'll get to it. So, yeah, I do want to ask, do we have any other general thoughts about the record before we dive into it? This band reminded me of a lot of other bands. Okay. And, and like, I feel like that could come off as a bad thing. Like, it could sound like a dig. It's not. Like, it, it couldn't be more of a compliment, actually. Right. I've got some specific notes about that, too. Yeah, cool. That, that cool. I think we'll get into. Do y'all know your favorite songs on this record? I do. I think so. Okay. Don't tell me, but I have guesses to what they are. You cool. have guesses? I have guesses. Are like you going to guess right now? Can you I tell us right guess. now? I'm going to okay. put it out there right now. Okay. okay. Confirm. Right. Okay. Confirm when we get to this. Song. I won't. Okay. I'll, let you, I'll let you know when we get there. Okay. Uh, I first came up with TJ, so I'll t- do TJ's first. I'm going to guess that TJ's favorite song on this record is Save. Track number four, and I'm going to guess that Kylan's favorite song on this record is track number three, the title track, Do You Feel? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I okay. just want to put that out there now. Josh, do you know your favorite what... song? I do. Okay. Okay. Well, TJ, we got to we gotta put our heads together and guess what Josh's favorite <laughs> well, is going to be. I've already got a guess, but I don't know. I would like to confer with you. Okay. What, what, do, you th- what do you think? What okay. do you think Josh's I'll, favorite I'll take off so, my headphones uh, real quick. So I think it might be Hold It Up because it's just like... Really like peppy and fun, and I think okay. that's Josh's favorite. That's really. What do you think? Guess. What do you think? It might be a song is not a business plan. Oh yeah, that's also a because really it's got guess. the kind of like chunky guitar, but both of those yeah. are very similar. Yeah, that's true. Okay, you know what? Let's go with yours. Let's okay. go with yours. Let's go okay. with Hold okay. It Up. Yeah. Okay, Josh. Okay. Josh, put your headphones Josh. back on. Okay, guys, what's up? Uh, so, actually, guys, we're gonna separate. We're gonna, you know, uh, <laughs> like like we're in a big meeting. Uh, and we're going in the small groups. We're going to break it out uh, into track number one. Break it out. Such a good album opener, man. Oh yeah. True. This this lets you know what you're getting in for, man. It does. It's well, all right I like there. the I like how it like works doubly as like breaking it out and also like breaking out the album kind of thing. Like you mm-hmm. know that's what he's going for. So oh, yeah. I like how it works for both of those. Yeah. I love so I've got some production notes. The tambourine on that chorus is so good. Yeah. Rock uh, Summer because, is like a tambourine band. 
It is. Oh, for sure. They because, well, it. the drum beat's kind of similar. That snare roll snare at 50 roll seconds. Some mm-hmm. sweet, oh, sweet snare roll. So good. And, guys, right off the bat, one minute, seven seconds in. Wait, hold on, hold on. It's yeah, coming it's right up here. right here, right, right here. here. Sweet, sweet bass. Come on. Ugh. That is so some good. sweet, sweet bass, man. man. In, like, in like 30, maybe even 20 seconds, Bryce Avery hit you with a sweet, sweet snare roll and some and sweet, 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 sweet bass. bass. That's like, what else do you no, need No, they're pretty close. Record? It was 50 seconds and a minute seven. Amazing. Yeah. 17 yeah. seconds, and you've got, that's all your boxes are checked. Yeah, Dude. I know, I know. It's great. It's such a good album opener. He read your book. This was very, <laughs> very, very close to my favorite song on the record. Mm. Ooh, okay. Yeah. All right. So and Josh could still be right about his prediction. Could still be right. That's very true. Good. I got a lot writing on this. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. Uh, because if you're wrong, Josh, then I'm just going to quit the podcast. Oh no. So. <laughs> okay. We didn't well, bet on it. I hope that you don't, because I have so much love for you, Kylan. Oh my gosh. But but we're not there yet. We're not I know, there yet. I know, but I couldn't. Not. Guys, it's it was, the it, it was right no. There. That was so good. But this is the first song, so we're contractually like obligated to talk about it for 20, 20 yeah, minutes. at least. Well, I will say, right off the bat, when this song came on, I was like, oh, this is My Chemical Romance, pretending they're the fray, pretending they're head automatica. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I love that. I did not think about that at all. <laughs> because you've got the, the very, like, piano pop kind of, like, forward mm-hmm. sound, but then you've also got the really affected voice like his his yeah. vocal style is so and this is what i what i was referring to earlier when i was like they remind me of so many bands but not in a way that's like derivative it's just like oh this is an era this is like oh a yeah time for sure for music for sure the reason i bring it up is i usually hate dipping back into that in a way that's like everybody was kind of sounding the same doing the same thing vocally like the the, the vocal style like the emo vocal style i get kind of tired of it I was shocked to experience joy when I when I just like started this song. I was just like, "This is amazing!" Like, I feel I like love, you can't not with the Rocket Summer. Like, I don't yeah. think there's a more joyous band. Yeah, <laughs> right? right. Exactly. And it it was a delight. I feel like you might appreciate this. I texted Josh earlier today at eleven this morning. I said, "I'm so curious how TJ is going to feel about this Rocket Summer record." <laughs> And Josh said, me too. I could really see him going either way on it. Mm. If he does bop it, I bet it's going to be the positive message of the songs that win him overall. Ooh, okay. We'll see. We will <laughs> so, see. I've got predictions left and right on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> the drums make this song for me. Oh, they're great. And I have so many drum notes across this record. But guys, mm. Bryce is like a freaking solid drummer. Okay. Yeah. I want to. I'll save this for later in the record, oh. maybe oh. when we have some stuff to. When we maybe if we need some stuff to talk about. But I just thought okay. of a cool idea. Okay. After we've got a couple more songs, then you're always you're always teasing. Stuff I just on thought of podcast. it. You, you always just now, tease. If you everything. want to spend twenty no, minutes no, no, on no, the no, first no. song, no, okay. Can talk do you have anything else about Break It Out? I do have a couple things. I I really like the bridge, right? Where he where those like p, the quarter note piano chords are just like boom, 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 boom. It really changes the dynamic of the song. It changes right. the flow of the song, and it it really caught my ear and made yeah. me lean in where I was getting a little. Not fatigue, but just like, okay, I think I get the song. Like right. quote unquote get it. Like and then the bridge came and I was like, Oh, there's this there's a lot more happening. Yeah. And that that really hooked me in, like, in a cool way. So 
there was some complexity there that I appreciated. Yeah, this this was the first time, you know, because we talked about it in part A, and like Bryce does basically everything on this mm-hmm. record. And that was something that I've always like understood just kind of like abstractly. Mm-hmm. But really digging into this record and really thinking about like all of these parts just being like one guy. It's, it's crazy. like and and thinking about like I don't know I can't at least now off the top of my head think of any other artists that were signed to like a major label around mm-hmm. this time that did the amount of actual work on the record. You know, and so I think that it speaks to like his musical ability to be able to like get a major label record deal and be like, but this is like my thing and have the major label be like, yeah, okay, we'll give you a bunch of money to go do this thing. It's like this real like auteur kind of thing, you know, to like it's very much like a specific vision that I think he he does really well. Absolutely. All right. Uh, TJ, what were you telling me earlier? I said I have so much love for you. Thanks straight. All right, let's move on to track number two, So Much Love. Hats need a beat like a wake Need to sleep like a pen Needs a page to the right You need a mistake I'm picking up some the format B side. I yeah. said Sarah Bareilles. Also that if the format covered a Sarah Bareilles song, yeah, it is. Yeah, so this is kind of going back to TJ your point that you had on the first song. This does feel very like piano pop of the yes. time. That yep. Daniel Powder, <laughs> if you will, <laughs> or the Fray or Sarah Bareilles, like. Yes. Uh, five for fighting uh mm-hmm. gavin DeGraw a little bit like there's a very specific kind of piano pop sound around this time yes. but it's really good it's just classic pop music i will say i don't love the lyrics oh yeah the rhyme schemes. some of the rhyme schemes felt a little cheap to me it felt like pretty surface level yeah i'm not really here on this record for the lyrical content in general it I don't know, just like celebrate, infatuate, lock us up, yeah, incarcerate. It's just like, right. I don't know, it's right. all very just like, ah, this word rhymes with this word. Like, it, yeah. there's not it's a whole lot like of thought put into he it. He wrote the incarcerate line to like finish the phrase. And then he was like, right. wait, what do I fill in? What do I fill that in with? Lock us up. That's good. That'll work. Yeah. Like he wrote backwards, you know, just to mm-hmm. make it make sense. Yeah, no, that one. No, I, I agree. I'll give you that one for sure. <laughs> I think this song, I enjoyed it in spite of the lyrics. Yeah. Well, it, you say. can't help it. It's like classic, like happy pop music, man. Yes. And man, that sax. Can we talk that about sax that sax solo is so good. Come on. Oof. Okay. Well, I want to hear what Josh has to say about this song, because after that, I want to tell you guys about my whole like horn thing with music. Yes. <laughs> Wait, right, your cool. horn thing? <laughs> So much love. All right, Josh, what <laughs> okay, do you think wow. about this song? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I think it's a good song. I feel like this is like, I remember this being whenever I first got into Rocket Summer, like the song that I showed like my siblings to be like, oh, you should guys check out Rocket Summer. Like, here's 
Like it's like the catchy song that grabs you. I think that's you. the same with my sister. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's like, like the ones I'm like, this is the one that's gonna hook my sisters onto Rocket yeah. Summer. Like they'll be here for it. I, I recognize that it's like a, a good song, and I feel like it's kind of just one of those like played out for me where it's like it's fine, it's great. Um, it's just not like as far as the ones I want to listen to on this record, it's not one of my favorites. But yeah. I don't have any like real beefs with it. I mean, like Kylan's lyric line is like very valid, but other than that, like. I don't know, maybe it's too poppy and happy kind of thing. Where, mm-hmm. but, but I don't know. So I don't have any real complaints with it. It's just not personally one of my favorites. The the first line though, where he says, "Hats need a beat." For some reason, I was yeah. always like, "What hats need a beat? What are you talking about? Like hearts? Hearts yes. need a beat." But I'm like, he's obviously not saying hearts, but right. he, he's saying hats is in high hats. Yes, which. I don't think I put together until this last week, possibly. Yes. No, Josh, I had never, I had never really like, I think I've heard this song before, but I definitely didn't, you know, analyze it on a lyrical basis until now. And I spent an embarrassing amount of time trying to understand that one yeah, line. I, I was to. like, well, that's what I'm talking okay, about. The, but the lyrics I, feel a little cheap to me. Okay. Yeah. I, go ahead. Can I tell you why I, I, I got off on a rabbit hole of like hats need a beat. Okay. Maybe this is like a like a beat poet thing. Like beat poets wear hats and <laughs> they wear cool hats. They're cool guys. And they like they give their beat poetry at the at the local cafe and they're wearing like fedoras with a feather in the cap. So hats need a beat. And I they, love that. I love that interpretation. <laughs> much later I was like, No, you idiot, you're a drummer. Think about it. Hi hats. Hats need a beat. Yeah. They need to be. <laughs> that yeah, I don't know. There there are a lot of lyrical moments just like that on this record where I'm just like, I mean, why 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 did he? It's like, it, it's like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, it's so simple that I yeah. end up overthinking it. Yes, yes. Yeah, I don't know, man. Just the whole like, awake needs a sleep, a pen needs a page. It's just like. I don't know it it just it feels very like perfectly crafted to be a radio hit which it, it was like that's Completely. kind of like his oh, whole yeah. thing you know mm-hmm. um so it works but it drove me a little crazy on this listen on yeah. multiple points in the record and in in his defense like i really do like the concept of you look like the songs that i've heard my whole life coming true yeah that like that really one good. line is very strong mm-hmm. and it's a good crux for an entire song to be built off of which is what yeah. i imagine happened mm-hmm. like he was like you look like the songs like playing on the you know thousands of years worth of love songs that have existed over the course of history like that's that's a timeless idea and it's and yeah. it's powerful but you know make it make it make sense kind of build a song around it that's that's just as like jam-packed with with lyrical genius as that one idea right right if you're gonna but it seems like yeah i I don't know it it seems like and this is pure conjecture a lot of thought seems like it was put into the musical production of the record to like Mm -hmm. perfectly craft this pop record Mm mm-hmm and not as much was put into the lyrical content, but I think that's just kind of rocket summer in totally. general. 
which mm-hmm. to an extent, like it, 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 it works. It's kind of like what we were talking about on the wedding episode of like my first metaphor. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like yeah, sort of, right. sort of an introduction to some yeah. of these ideas that yeah. for a younger audience can like really hook into. And it, and it which makes in a sense. way is cool because it, it can be sort of inspiring or empowering for anybody that is interested in writing music. And they can hear right. this song and go like, oh, I get that. Like, I could figure yeah. out how to write something like that. And so yeah. it's like instructive or encouraging for, for people coming up. For so sure. in that way, that's kind of cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. like yeah, it doesn't yeah, have totally. to be as complicated as you kind of think it may have to be. Right. Situation. Right. It's more attainable. Right. I like that. Yeah. That's good. Uh, which totally makes sense for like a radio hit. It makes less sense for a podcast in which like, three dudes specifically try to overthink everything about a record yep pretty good at that uh yeah i don't want to get into my whole horn thing uh i'll save it for the next record that has horns uh so kylan do you feel no, like no, but we have to talk about the horns on this song though right okay all right then let's get into it this sax right, solo freaking rips dude it's <laughs> so good it feels like that goes back to me saying this feels like a classic pop song I feel like it's taking a lot of ideas from like past generations of pop music and trying to to bring them into like 2007 because I can't think of another song from 2007 that has like a sax solo. But I can think of a lot of songs from the 80s and even into the 90s that have like a sax solo. So it, it in a way, this song feels like an homage to classic pop songs. So I have a whole thing. I don't know if you guys knew this. I, for years, could not stand any horns in music. Why? So you were not a ska fan. No, 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 not at all. Like, it drove me crazy. But I've noticed this shift. I was talking to my wife about this the other day. used to hate horns, freaking love harmonica. I wanted harmonica in every song. <laughs> and at some point in the last couple of years, that completely flipped. And hmm. now I will tolerate harmonica on certain songs, but I feel like most songs that have harmonica could do without. Mm. And I want every song to have a sax solo. <laughs> and I don't know what that is. I don't know why. And I've been trying to like pinpoint it, and I cannot for the life of me figure out why. I think I it's because sa- like dad rock has, has horns, and you're a dad now. Maybe, maybe you were like the, you know, you were like the folksy singer songwriter before, which was the troubadour that had the harmonica around his neck. That's all your Bob Dylan. Yeah, but now every Bob Dylan song that has harmonica, I'm like, Bobby, cut it the fuck out, like, (laughs) rain it in, bro. (laughs) No, that makes sense to me, actually. Yeah, I don't know. I loved it, so I relate. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) horns have more to offer than a harmonica. I think so, man. Yeah, yeah. what I wanted to specifically mention about the horns is that the the special guest for the horns on this song, the saxophone is played by Martin Gregg, who surprisingly doesn't have a lot of credits that I can find anywhere. He so should. That's, he's is amazing. he just like a like a studio guy? He, that, he like, probably has to be. I'm sure he's. But yeah, on Discogs, this is the one credit he has. So that's wild. Either Weird. he he's been like an unnamed studio guy for a long time, or someone went through and deleted all. His or maybe he's stuff. like maybe. he's a live guy. You know what I mean? Like maybe. Or he's like the janitor at the local school. And And he's like, I can also bust a six sax solo. Right. That's a <laughs> real like, hey, man. <laughs> Chris Christopherson move. Do you guys know that know. story? 
Chris Christopherson was like a Rhodes Scholar and then wanted to make music. And so he went while Johnny Cash was recording in Nashville. And he just got a job as a janitor at the studio that Johnny Cash was was recording at. And then after like a year, because uh, the way they used to do records back then was just like basically constantly in and out records a year. Yeah. He was finally just like, hey, Johnny, like, you know, he'd bum him cigarettes and stuff. And was like, hey, you know what? Like, I write music too. <laughs> and Johnny Cash was like, yeah, okay. And then finally listened to it because he liked the cool janitor guy. <laughs> I was like, he oh, wait, on, huh? it's Chris Christopherson. <laughs> That's crazy. So maybe Martin Gregg is like the saxophone. Martin is Chris, Chris to Bryce yeah. is Johnny. Maybe yeah. he is. But the trumpet player on this song is Steve Madeo? Madeo? I don't know. But he has a lot of, he ha, on the other hand, he has a lot of credits, but hmm. specifically is known for being the trumpet player for Stevie Wonder. Oh, oh no nice. Yep. He's played with, wow. he's got credits for B.B. King, John Lennon. He played on Call Me the Breeze by Leonard Skinner, James Taylor. It's like, it got to a point where I said it's not worth noting all of them because it's (laughs) so many people that he's been on their records. And then the trombonist is Nick Lane. And he, I saw he has credits for like Tom Petty and Carol King. And it's like these guys have played on some really good gifts, Bryce. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Well, Mm -hmm. I did really enjoy that horn section at the end that comes Mm -hmm. back in full because the sax is like the little taste. And then the full horn section is like, just blissful yep mm-hmm. that was for awesome. sure all right guys do you feel like we can move on to track number three i do oh, feel i do <laughs> like that all right track three do you feel i'm thinking about other things i heard about today all this weekend tomorrow and how these hands could create some better things for better rain but you see but now i got my own things well, Josh, count yourself lucky. I'm not quitting the podcast. Oh, <laughs> this is my favorite song on the record. Oh, boom! Tell me why, nice. and I'll compare with my notes. Well, one, that guitar intro is just so good, and it was really on this song that, like, you can tell this is a a, a Chris Lord Alge mix. Yeah, like it's like wall of sound, but like pop wall of sound mm-hmm. yeah the drums just hit so heavy man the drums just make this song and it's yeah. so They're dynamic great. yeah a- every part of the song just like like the chorus isn't necessary i guess it is the chorus in halftime do you feel mm-hmm. and then it goes back into full time for the verses then it builds in the bridge yeah it's just like pop perfection man Oh, yeah. And I figured because all that and it's the shortest song on the record, too. Yes. So I'm like, yes. Kylan has to love it. Like, OK, the second course of the song starts at a minute and nine seconds. Nice. At a minute 27, we're into the bridge of the song. Like, yeah, this song it's is just so like, good. And look, flies just by. In and out. Like I said, and look, this record isn't an MXPX like punk record where the songs right. are a minute long. Right. Like it's a it's a pop song. Yeah, so it no, it feels sense. like like they took a surgical blade to yes. this entire song and cut it down to only the essentials. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you get in, you get out, you have a bunch of interesting musical moments. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was the shortest song on the record. That's funny. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> You're predictable, bro. I know. I know. <laughs> no, I think it's a great song, though. No, it's a great song. I really yeah. like it. And 
Uh, I do want to call out the line. I really like this line of the sometimes I convince myself that all is fine in the world. It's not mine. Why should I have to try and fix things I didn't create or contrive? And I one like what this song is like talking about and like the kind of ideas that it's wrestling with. But I also just think that's a well-written line. Like it's fun to say Mm -hmm. to fix these things I didn't create or contrive. Like create and contrive. It's like Mm. that's a great like boom, two good words right there. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, dang, good, good writing, Bryce, you know? Yeah. Maybe there's some easier rhymes and like lyrics on this record, but I feel like that was a pretty, that one, yeah. I feel like I reach, some props. I think yeah. Like I said, like though, really it, it all it. just feels so surgical. Like every part of this feels really well thought out mm-hmm. uh, to keep it dynamic. Like all yeah. the drum parts, like, cause in the bridge, like the drums, like really switch it up. His vocal performance is great too. Like he mm-hmm. does that at the very end because we all have so many things and I can't get past these things. Whoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He leans into that one. Well, and they do a good job. Like the formula is kind of like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, double chorus at the end. But they do a good job of when the songs are so fast anyway. So it's not like a DC talk free at last situation where when they repeat the chorus like three or four times, you're like, this song is four so minutes. Guys. We yeah. don't need to do it another time. Right. But he like it's less than three minutes, so I'll allow a repeat chorus. And he does enough interesting things like they'll add different vocal parts coming in or something new to introduce to make it exciting and new, even when they repeat the chorus. Mm-hmm. It's good shit, man. It is. It's really good. <laughs> it is, man. Dang. I, love I dig that. it. This was your favorite one. Yeah, dude. Josh, have we hit your favorite song yet? We have not. Okay, because mm. it's uh, definitely hold it up. So. Let's move on to track number four, Save. I'm not feeling touch. I'm not making that much. And I guess I am blessed, but sometimes it's just hard to see it. Big question is: Is this TJ's favorite song? Hmm. Mm. Josh, I want to hear more about why you think this is my favorite. Okay. Well, I was listening to this while giving it the old mop bop treatment, uh, cleaning, <laughs> nice. cleaning the nice. bathroom, cleaning, <laughs> cleaning a little bit. The old the mop bop. The old mop bop. I don't know. Like I was listening to it, and I was like really connecting with these lyrics and Mm. like what Bryce is talking about here. And like, I don't know, like I remember rocket summer being a very like optimistic, very happy band, but I'm like, Mm. Bryce is wrestling with some stuff here and in a very, I feel like mature way. So like I was connecting with the lyrics and I was like, wow, Bryce, like this is, this is a really deep, good song, like well constructed lyrically. But then the whole time I was like, if I'm connecting with it this much, I can only imagine TJ is connecting with these lyrics all mm-hmm. that much more. Mm-hmm. And I think this song has like really good dynamics. It builds from like where it starts really soft and then builds up really big. So like, I think the lyrics are like really good hitting home and I think it's constructed really, really well. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I feel like this would be, it just, for some reason it stood out to me. And like I said, I thought of this one first, like for you, like it just, Stood out to me. I'm like, this could be TJ's favorite song. <laughs> so that's why. Nice. I like it. Should I should I reveal? Yes, please. Whether you're right or not. All oh, right. Dang. So nervous. So, 
I completely agree. I think like definitely in my in my listen through this album, uh, the first time I was like, this was the first moment where I really did pause and like really drop in to the lyrics and the story and what was happening and and like you said, the wrestling that's happening here. And I really love that. Like I, I think he was bringing a lot to bear with the imagery, like drab apartment, traffic lines, HOV. Like he's painting a picture. He's telling a story. Fun fact: I I didn't know what an HOV lane was when i first listened to this record really so i just well, thought he because... was like saying nonsense because i also <laughs> didn't have like the like internet Bryce, you're making stuff i up. mean i had the internet but i didn't like look up lyrics well i found out in right. different parts of the country they call it different things yeah. right like, well i went That's to california true. and we my friend and i from texas were like oh use the hov lane and they're like what are you talking about you mean the carpool lane and we're like well we call it the it's called the hov lane they're like it's right. called like in california it's the carpool lane so depending on yeah. where you came from they Man, probably call it different things. That that brings up a really interesting conversation about lyrical specificity that mm. uh, we have had uh, in different ways, different times. I won't get into that, but uh, but that is interesting. That like maybe somebody in California would be like, "What is this?" But also somebody in Texas was like, "What is this?" And his name <laughs> yeah, is Kyle. Like, what was it? <laughs> well, I was in Arkansas, and I don't think oh, any of our freeways. Even had even have HOV them. lanes. Yeah. Yeah. They're they still them. like so tiny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going 40 on the highway. Yeah. I will I will save you, Josh, and I will tell you that this is not my favorite song. Um, but it's okay. And and I, I hope so. and I, thanks. I <laughs> well, because because it was the first time I heard it. Does that make sense? Okay. Like the first listen through, I was like, I love this. And at that time I was like, this could be my favorite. So for a minute it was. So it's like the one that that's like what made you kind of pay attention a little bit more potentially. Yeah, it okay. pulled me in. It grabbed. So me yeah, it sure. has that at least that I was like at least TJ is going to be enjoying this for one hundred percent. Okay, cool. I especially like the bridge, kind of the the pivot sonically that it has, and like you know, and there's like that. That's where we inject some positivity. I was thinking, pull me out, bring me back to life. The colors that my eyes had never seen, while well, I'm seeing now, right? Like there's a shift. Yeah, lyrically. Yeah, I would say this is maybe my second or third favorite. At the, at at the point that I finished the album and then went back for repeat listens, it it maintained second or third slot for sure. All right, sweet. Yeah. Okay, good. good at least one. it's at least it's up there. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a great track. I think I this it. is my second favorite on the record. Second favorite. Nice. nice. Yeah. Okay. Right on. This definitely had some sweet sweet bass for me. Yes. Bringing it up. There are just some fun like bass lines in this. I loved his uh his vocal performance on that sitting inside this drab apartment. Mm-hmm. Although this is the first time that I realized that the line before he says sitting again. Yeah. Sitting inside this drab apartment, which kind of bugged me. I just I don't know, there's just some of those like where the lyrics were less important than the vocal performance. Performance, yes. Yep. Yeah, and like which, you need that like melody line more than you need the lyrics kind of thing. Yeah, which normally yep. like it does not bother me at all. I'm always here for it. It's just weird with like some of these records that I just have like vibed with for years to like actually sit down and like look at the lyrics. That's so interesting because I've had the opposite experience since I don't know this record as well. Right. I have been vibing effectively. <laughs> especially with this record i did have a music theory question for you guys at 245 i'm trying to figure out does the time signature change or does he just do all of the hits 
at like weird sort of off time parts. Because it feels like it, it almost adds an extra measure. Is he just hitting on on the third of a triplet? Is he just like basically doing triplets, but taking out the the middle note? You guys I was see what I'm saying? Say he it, does like a bar of five. That's what I was trying to figure out. I couldn't figure out if he added an extra beat to the measure or if it's uh, like a triplet, like a dun dun dun. But he takes out the second, so dun mm-hmm. dun dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I don't right. know. No, I think it's. In, I think I still count four. The it's whole time. in four four, but I think he. I think he's doing triplets, but taking out the middle. I don't know, but it was like a really interesting musical moment hmm. that like really hooked me into like the rest of the song. So, do do any of us feel confident saying what's happening there? That's the question I have at this point. I think it's a triplet. It's like a triplet, but it's a triplet. You know what I mean? Yep. Like a yep. dun, 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 dun. So it's it's two bars of triplets, but the first one he takes out the two. Yeah. Triplet, triplet. I understand what you're saying. I hear it entirely differently. Really? Okay. Well, yeah. that, that's why yeah. I'm curious. I wanted to bring but it I don't, up, but I because, can't figure it out. Yeah. Because it still it. lands on the four. If you you can still keep counting four the whole time. I mean, maybe he did like a measure of three, four, and five, four kind of thing. Maybe like that's technically like how it feels. Yeah. Because I have no eight. idea. Yeah. But it, like, if you just keep counting, you'll land on the one. Right. If you keep counting to four, so. yeah, it circles back into four. four yeah. No, I know, that, I know. It's just crazy. it's it's wild to that's me. Crazy. It feels like a crazy musical moment in the yes. song that is like relatively straightforward, and I just got like weirdly obsessed with it. But I don't have an answer. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and I but I just love that actually. I just thought <laughs> it was no, kind of cool, know. right? Like, very cool. uh, specifically going back to the idea of thinking about like he's doing all of this, mm-hmm. right? Like he's not just like vibing with a band. He's oh, like yeah. specifically thinking about okay, I'm gonna hit these notes on the drums, and so. Well, he wasn't like in a rehearsal space and was jamming it, and then the drummer did something. And was like, "Oh, cool, do that again," because he's the drummer. Yeah, like, this right, was all exactly. In his brain, <laughs> exactly. That's the crazy thing. And I, I think that's why I'm, I'm highlighting it, is because like, I could also like I could very much see this just being completely vibe based, sure, and not really caring about what the music theory behind theory it happens is to be. yeah right but it's just so weird and it's just like it literally strange. like two seconds of the song right uh but i just think it's super rad yeah that's really cool now, i'm glad you i'm glad you highlighted that that's really neat would you say kylan that's that's all you have about that song that is all i have oh, so okay. let's move on to track number five TJ, I like the vibe we've got going on this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like we're really... Uh, do you feel this connection that, <laughs> oh, that I feel we're it. having? I feel it. All right, guys. Uh, we're only on track five. Track five, all I have. Everybody's hurting. Everybody knows it. That organ, though. Did you like the organ, TJ? Yeah, I like it. 
I'll say I wasn't crazy about the organ. I hated it too. Oh yes, okay. I'm so glad. Yeah, I wanted to love it. I think it's effective in what it's doing and bringing it in after the end of save and like adding like a nice small starting point. I should say Mm. that's why I like it. Okay, Mm. but I don't actually like it other than what it's doing. I appreciate what it's doing, but I don't like what it is. Exactly my notes. I hate the organ slash like whirly sound. And then, but then when the full band comes in, it's super effective. So like, yes. I, I like what it does, but I hate it. <laughs> yes. Okay, so let's put you exactly on the producer's the chair. What would you have used instead? I don't know. Cause I think it's the most effective. See? See? No, I <laughs> but get is it. it that the I organ sounds it. bad. Like you would have used a different organ, like maybe a B3 with the Hammond at a different speed or something like that. Or like, is it just the tone? Is it? the fact that it's an yeah, organ at all the tone. Like, i don't think it's because normally i don't have any beefs with organ on mm-hmm. stuff. i know maybe same it's the tone. here yeah so maybe it is the tone yeah or maybe it's like the octave that he's playing in maybe it feels lower or something like that mm. but i don't know but maybe, i'm so glad that you have the same note, yes. Josh. or maybe like, they <laughs> wanted that of like you don't like it so whenever the big hits in the rest of the song comes in you automatically go to like i really like this maybe they made it intentionally right kind of <laughs> it's like a little abrasive know. it's like a little yeah i don't know man but that's great i love that that's so funny yeah to me it just feels like the the, the classic thing that like the emo band does like let's put an organ at the beginning of the song and like i'm just like okay i accept this with the like drum machine it thing in it but like the super like programmed drums just in the intro yeah i don't know i i hate it in the moment (laughs) but i love it for what happens like when the full band comes in i'm like oh my god a breath of fresh air and so it makes sense like why they did it Um, something about you know even if you have to listen to a grating organ everybody's hurting everybody knows it are you trying to stop it Mm. Maybe. Maybe I am. <laughs> Another musical production question. Did they put a, a slapback delay on his voice in the bridge? Oh, mm. uh, there's like some part where it changes just, and then it comes back to just being dry. Yes. Right? Because, mm-hmm. okay, I get the part. It's a dark and stormy day somewhere. It's glowing. I get that stuck in my head constantly. Mm. Because I feel like uh, the vocal production like super changes on that and i think they put a little bit of a slapback delay Mm. and i love it it's so good right it's pretty straightforward vocal production right here Mm. and i think it's just like a really subtle like slapback delay maybe a little more Mm -hmm. reverb on there too yeah because he seems more cavernous yeah it's yeah. like metallic kind of too yeah like it feels exactly like metallic space yeah but it's good my oh no go ahead go ahead oh I no i was just singing along with bryce oh, okay <laughs> i will say though this felt a little bit like i don't know the these first five songs for all of the like individual parts there's something a little bit interchangeable about them mm-hmm uh, I think it's maybe that that drum pattern. It's a it's like kind of swinging, like doom doom ta doom 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 ta. Like it's real yep. kind of swingy, and all about the same tempo. Yeah, which 
this was the first time that it kind of like started felt samey getting to me yeah yeah i was feeling similarly about the lyrics at this point it's it's this kind of tendency that he seems to have of like some really good ideas but then some lyrics that there's like one or two really great lines but then there's a lot of vague lyrics or generic lyrics that sort of fill the gaps in the yeah, song yeah they're all very right. vague Right. Like the chorus, I love the last line. Our hearts will spill mm-hmm. over you, over me, over this. That feels really strong to me. But everything leading up to that is like, what are we talking about? And all I have right. is all of me, and it's all that I can give. Our disappointed hearts will heal. But then those same hearts are the hearts that are spilling over us. I'm just, I'm just like, I, I'm a little lost in it, and it's a little vague. And that last line does like firm things up for me. I'm like, okay, I can yeah, get, yeah. get in on this. Like I'm, I'm feeling it, but it's, it's those other lines in between that I'm like, where are we going, Bryce? What are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, but to your point about the bridge being hooky, like even lyrically, that's also a really bright spot in the, in the song, which is I ironic think he knows because to, the, the lyrics are about are a dark, dark and stormy, stormy day. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but I, I think he knows how to write a bridge, man. Like I think every right. bridge on this album are like pretty cool. So it's it's the anti wedding for you. Exactly. <laughs> you love all the bridges. Not for yes. me though. Love the Josh hated bridges. all the bridges. No, I like all the bridges. I'm a pro bridge guy all around. It seems. Like. I know you are. Cross those rivers. Yeah. You know what it, I love about bridges, guys? What do you Tell love? Me. Is being able to see some. High life scenery. High life scenery. You know? You can see a lot of scenery. Oh, that's so good. Josh, I'm so proud of you. Uh, oh, my heart is full. Okay, let's check out some high life scenery. Track number six, high life scenery. Pretty sure the last time that I saw him live, this was the song that he did by himself, oh, where he okay. built that it from sense. scratch. And you can hear it. The drums. You can hear the production of it because it's all like like pretty samey. Yep. Uh, but it's like a little bit. Show- it's not showy, but like right. It's a little bit like hey, but there's some look, jobs. Look, look what I can- yeah exactly yeah. on yeah. on every single part because like even then when like the guitar comes in. That it's got like those hammer-ons and pull-offs. Yep. It's so good though. And it, it's kind of set up to where each instrument starts off and then another one comes in, another one comes in to where it's like he's walking around the stage. You're like, yeah, oh, now I'm playing the bass part. Now I'm playing the mm-hmm. piano part. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You can picture it. That makes sense. At the very beginning when he said, uh, like literally the second line, he says, you've got everybody talking. You got everybody going. He tries to go super low on going. And he doesn't like quite hit it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got he everybody up. going. Like going. it's just like, <laughs> like he's like getting into his throat voice there. But but I like that he went for it. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like I so actually good. ended up that was like in that endeared him to me yeah. a little bit. But this is just has like sweet licks all around. 
Yeah, yeah, it does. That piano line that, at 105 after the first chorus. Yeah, dude, so good. And this is something I kind of wish there were more moments like that on the record. Like, I feel mm. like Bryce is writing pop songs and like songs that serve the melodies that he's writing. And it's even like maybe like we're talking about some of the lyrics are like lyrics are there to kind of just to serve the melody mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. But sure. like, I wish there was more little musical parts of like, oh, here's this cool bass lick. Here's a cool like real right. gu- guitar lick. Here's a piano line that you didn't expect kind of thing. Right. But I have more on that later. But I uh, also like the line or I not like, but the line, I'll take off all my clothes to the thrift store. I'm like, Bryce, keep your clothes on, man. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's a weird way to say yeah. that. There's a weird well, delivery. Yeah. Like there, the there's of, a lot like, of that I'll, on I'll this do it. Record. I'll do it right now. I'm going to take off my yeah. clothes right now to the thrift store. Like, no. It's just, just like, <laughs> that's not the way you say that. Like, yeah. it yes. feels like all like a little bit forced. Like an idea that's like forced into these like specific lines. The HOV yeah. line. There's another one later on this record. And that one, like, I think I've talked about this on the show before too of like it's almost like too clever by half you know what i mean like mm-hmm. he's just like kind of trying to show off that like he can be clever lyrically yes but i do feel like ultimately what he reveals is it's a that little tongue-in-cheek he kind of thing. prioritizes yeah. like lyrical cadence and melodic cadence over lyrical communication hmm. the meaning That's if that a makes sense way to put that yeah. because why else would he say i take off all my close to the thrift store like he wanted to end with thrift store so he did it he said it that way but it actually doesn't track if you just read it like that doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense but it but i feel like the the performance benefits right like the melody works the the rhythm works even though if you pause to like think about it you're like right you're like no one says that sense. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so but but to that point i'll say similar to what I uh, said earlier, like I've been vibing up to this point. Like I've been really just kind of letting the lyrics wash over me. I haven't been critiquing too much. Like I did have that moment in save that I mentioned where I did hook in with the lyrics a good bit. Um, But otherwise, like I've been kind of pulling a Kylan on this record. You're vibing Um, it. All right. I'm vibing it. Yeah. Because I think that piano pop rock element is so strong. And considering that it is all him, like I, I had that in mind. And I was just so impressed with it all that I just like enjoyed the musicality of what was happening. I think that's kind of the I thing with critical with, with Rocket lyrically. Summer. You know, you just got to like drive down a highway, roll your windows down. Mm-hmm. You don't have to take it, it, it which is funny because that's kind of the way I am with like metal. <laughs> right. I'm glad you ended up pulling a Kylan vibe guy. Oh, yeah. Listen yeah. to this. And, and it, it's made it a lot of fun. Also, yeah. I, I just want to say uh, it's supposed to be chorus. You're so seen. Like, <laughs> we're here. We've arrived at the scene. Y'all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, th- this one feels like, you know, uh, a, a critique of, of people that are just, like, too cool to get into mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Which I liked. Second verse, did you guys notice that the drum production changed? I feel like I've got a ton uh, of production notes. I, like, I'm so the vibe guy, and all they... of my notes are just, like... Here's the specific sound. <laughs> I love that. I didn't notice how they change up like the beat and stuff like that. I think no. But... Listen to the sound of the snare. It turns into like a super '90s like ringing snare. Yes, yes. I did notice that, but I thought that it was that way across the whole song. No, listen, because like in the chorus it doesn't, but like pretty like heavy hitting like 
maybe slightly Big saturated fat. snare, but kind of funk pop. Oh, right here. Oh, yeah. The back half of the verse. Yeah, that's the snare so sound completely changes. Yeah, that's oh, a different wow. snare. I think. Yeah, totally different snare. It's like a piccolo, and it's kind of it's thing. just yeah, it's just for that part. I thought that Do you was think really they cool. Swap out the snares like that on while they're playing the song. Like, here, quick, quick, quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on. I would have so much respect for whoever. Yeah, I thought that was girls. really cool because like it's a really relatively subtle change but yeah. you know it, it and for such a short well, yeah. part of the song that's the crazy yeah. thing to me like just two lines and they're like this part needs it for whatever like they they were intentional about like right. this needs to have that snare yeah. sound on it yeah like, so most people are not gonna gonna, you know, going to the, like get yeah like going back to the like a tour thing it's like they these all feel like very specific production decisions that yeah. that were made which is pretty cool mm, definitely you know i just want to say that when i'm up there on the bridge looking at this high life scenery i do really love the bridge of this song how it comes in with like the hey you mm-hmm. money like that i feel like that's like right. super engaging and i don't know it's i feel like it's one of the better bridges on the record i like i like it a lot yeah yes yeah it's strong it's so bridge because it kind of goes into like the halftime and going into it, he's got that. He does that singing and thinking that I'm about to scream. And he does like yeah. he does the kind of yelly thing, like in and like lowers it down. It's so good, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. good, very very good. Um, sweet. All right, guys, let's move on to track number seven. Uh, I wish I had a clever pun, but uh, I don't. A song is not a business plan. <laughs> this is not a transition. <laughs> <laughs> Hear an echo I do, but does anyone know The same old thing we heard an hour ago Different band, the same radio We broke down on the side of the road So this was my original guess as to Josh's favorite song. So is it? Yes or no? This is my favorite song. Oh, man. (laughs) I you know what? You guess, the reason, I was like, dang, he's right. <laughs> the reason I guessed it, the only reason I guessed it was because of that guitar intro. And I think in part A, you made a joke. And this was the only song title that you like referenced. Mm. What so that say? like oh. stuck in my brain <laughs> as to why it might be your favorite. Dang. Well, it also has like a title that sticks out. I feel like in this kind of true. a little clunky. But like at the well, same this whole time, song is a, like a little clunky. I mean, you think so? I, I like. I think the title is clunkier than like the rest of the lyrics and everything. Like, how that. about how so. he says "echo"? But like at the, the same way time, that no human being honest, has ever it's said on the word brand, "echo." Like, there's. I can't remember. There's. A, I know there's well, a song over on of men and angels. In weird ways. He is. There's a song title, a one I really like on of men and angels, but. That it's like this is a weird song title, but I like the song kind of right. thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and this one just has like really great guitar parts in it. It has like that mm-hmm. intro, but then like in that first verse, it has that guitar line of like the, dun, dun. it's like just two notes, and they're right. just like held dun, out kind of dun, thing. But dun, I'm like, yeah. that's just like for me, like it's so simple, but like that's like the perfect part for what you need there, and it catches me of like, right. oh, that's such a great part where you're like. 
Oh. It's so easy to like overthink Sorry. things and be like, oh, I have to like write this super technical part, but it's like sometimes like that's all it needs. It's yeah, just like really a simple. one note kind of thing for it's this. It's really economical arrangement, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And again, that goes back to like the autor. Like Bryce has it all kind of in his brain, right? Figured out. Yeah. Uh, this song is my maybe second or third favorite, depending on how I feel about Save. When you moment. said okay. Save, Save Listener, I'm like, dang, it might be songs on a business plan. This seems <laughs> yeah. like a very TJ move, too. Yeah, I love the the pathos in it. Like, I love the idea. Well, um, it, this is the beginning of the end of selling out being a bad thing. Right. I'm just going to say it. 07 was like when people barely still cared. Right. That, like, well, this was a very out. specific kind of. Okay. So I brought up in the wedding episode, like episodes ago, how to write like an emo hangout song. <laughs> uh, this is kind of the other side of that coin of I feel like so many bands around this time specifically wrote songs about touring mm-hmm. because, like, I get it. Like, like that's all that they were experiencing. Right. And the whole thing of like, I make music for a living. You know, there's a reference to like a van breaking down or something. Um, what's the other one? Are you thinking of Audio Adrenaline? No. There's a Say Anything song. Oh, from, Sorry Dudes My Bad. Sorry Dudes My Bad. Yes, from In Defense of the Genre. That mm. feels like of a piece with this song. Mm-mm. Where it's just like very specifically about like touring in a van, which I find like really interesting. Yeah. I feel like this one is more talking about like label stuff of I agree. Like and it's critiquing. The label someone. wants this, but I'm gonna do this. Like I'm gonna say true to my art. Someone who like didn't, who caved, you know? Yeah. Right. Well that's part of the thing too is I feel like lyrically the song was really funny to me because from the outside, all of the critiques that he makes feel like exactly kind of what he does. Cause I feel like he's like a very, <laughs> so interesting, like surgical, precise, like pop songwriter. Okay. So head came. He's like, he's, he's like, I'm not going to do these things. And the label's like, we want you to do those things, right? Like the, or like, I'm going to do these yeah. things instead. And the label's like, that's what we wanted you to do. Like, so, oh, like, you, no, I'll never do the things they do just to make it. Singing soul, you say you got it in you. Something to say, well, I don't hear it in any one of your tunes. Like, It's not like he's like some art rock musician no kind of thing. Yeah, like I, I get where he's coming from. But also I think you there's something to be said for maybe being able to lobby the same critiques towards <laughs> Bryce Avery yeah, as, my is as a, a guy on a major himself. label. Maybe like I think I think he's singing to himself. I just Maybe. came up with that, and I love I love it because it makes me like the song even more. <laughs> because right. that was my only sort of um, critique of this song was what you're saying. Like it's it feels a little finger pointy, you know. Like even if even if he didn't do the things you're saying, he well specifically coming from a guy that was like signed to. <laughs> island records like yeah, you're on a major like, label price like <laughs> like yeah like yeah. It, it feels a little like tone deaf like but like trying there. to like keep the the scene cred basically yeah yeah he wants but, so to, to go back to what you're saying on island right sold out of like that kind of last gasp of like any of us caring if someone sold out it's like That's being it. a little self-conscious about it <laughs> like i didn't sell out i'm still part of the scene guys it's, it's like cool, yeah guys. but you know which is funny because, like, 
I guess we were just cool with it. And we're like, yeah, get your money. Like, like <laughs> yeah, no, we all kind of chilled out like, on yeah. that front. It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think we all grew up and realized like it's hard to live. Oh my God. As an I would adult. <laughs> love to sell out. <laughs> like, Oh awesome. my God. Put all my shit in every Verizon commercial. Like, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other possible theory out there is he's singing to a specific person that he feels did sell out and, and does write, you know, soulless trash so so i'm gonna pose the question to y'all who is he singing to third eye blind <laughs> oh ouch you just hurt josh's feelings wow i know and, i just thought that was and the i gotta ask answer. josh wow. do you feel like you still are friends with kylan yeah that's fine i know a lot of people i'm sorry josh it's are you trash on third eye taking blind. aback can you I save am. this friendship josh? i oh man i'm trying to think of third eye blind but my semi-charmed life. I wish you gone. would step back from that bridge, my, bridge, friend. my friend. Yeah, from that, <laughs> from the high life scenery <laughs> in the bridge. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just want to say before we transition, using some very clever puns, uh, this is the <laughs> third lowest stream song on the record on Spotify. That's wild. People are sleeping on this song. Yeah, this is this is in my top top echelon on but this that, record. Okay, but that adds to his scene cred. If the song oh. about not selling out doesn't get streams, yeah, he's okay. nailing That's it. That's true. That's you, true. You raise a good point. He's nailing it. This is like some <laughs> Kubrickian yes. level 40 chess, man. Hey, Bryce, I just Bryce watched Memento last, last night. Oh, of course you did. That's my... Now all of your analysis makes so much sense. <laughs> Bryce, Bryce is uh, Lenny. <laughs> Memento, that's a good movie, man. It holds up. It definitely does. It holds up. I feel like it went through some backlash, like kind of like Juno. Like it went through yeah. some backlash in the mid 2000s, but I think it holds up. Yeah, it's back, man. Yeah, I think you it just got overhyped, like... so then people had to underhype it, and now it's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well balanced. You know it's a solid movie. Memento is not a business plan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel so taken aback. Here we go. Track number eight, taken aback. So, Josh, you, you made the point earlier of how you kind of wish there were more moments of, like, highlighting, like, different riffs and stuff. Yes. Uh, and different instruments. I feel like he did do a good job of that in the intros yes. of this song. Like, I feel like every intro starts off in an interesting way, highlighting different instruments, whether yeah. it's piano or organ or or guitar. But then, like, it doesn't... But you don't have that then, really, for the... Like, you have an intro, but then it never like returns to that. I feel like to where you're like, Oh, this is that line we established in the intro for the most part. I feel right. like, right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I have more I can go into with that later, but if y'all have other stuff you want to talk about, I have nothing else about this song. Well, I want to ask, do y'all think he two thirty AM talking till sleep inside that diner? Is he saying they're talking inside that diner and he just dropped the word sleep in the middle of that idea and <laughs> the way that we've been I don't know. He, he just, just says like things in weird I feel ways. like he just doesn't care about how the lyrics come across in diners. Bryce, <laughs> do you he need might. a house, buddy? Does like, he just throw a in a random word every now and then to make sure you're paying attention, kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like subliminal messaging it? or something. I don't know, man. I fell asleep in a diner. Yeah, I just feel like he doesn't care so much about. He lyrically is very much like a vibe guy. 
yeah, the way that he's I trying mean. to fit that cadence. He's trying to fit that melody. Yeah, because that's the most important part. Alongside it, then that's so great. some it's words might just be extraneous, but that's right. fine. Yeah, as long as you get like the major point across. Yeah, hmm. I dig it. Yeah, I mean, this song was like pretty standard. I started to get a little bit fatigued around this point. I have a, a bigger note on that, but I I will say I this is a little embarrassing. But I think when I heard this song in college for the first time, may have been the first time I had heard the phrase taken aback. Because I thought, I think I I was like, I think I heard the lyrics as like taking it back. And then I saw the name of it and I was like, did he misspell the song title? (laughs) (laughs) But I don't think I'd ever heard that phrase before this song. So every time I hear that now, I think of, ah, Rocket Summer. I I know that now. (laughs) No way. That's so good. I love it. 18 years before hearing it in a Rocket Summer song. That's so good. Well, Apparently. Bless Bryce really for introducing that. you to a new yeah, phrase. Yeah, grammar jams now, but the positive grammar jams side now. of it. Yeah, <laughs> this is like a this is a this is a praise of grammar jams now. You know, yes. Way to go, Bryce. Other than you're falling GJM. asleep in diners and taking off your clothes to the thrift store. Uh, all that it just gets. You know what? He did enough good to where it, it just equals it out. That's true. Um, yeah. Okay, Kylan, I want to talk about what you were talking about of getting a little fatigued and. Mm. Like I, it's funny. I have a note on this song for this, but I feel like at this point in the record, you're kind of realizing all these songs are kind of the same formula, mm-hmm. and I think it works really. Like it's a good formula, and he's right. able to write a good song with that. Going back to him doing everything, of him writing all the parts and recording all the parts and stuff like that. Like that's one super crazy impressive i can't imagine doing that on every single record and i don't think i would if even if i could i don't think i would want to do that on every single record Mm -hmm. so like it's it's super cool and it's what makes the rocket summer unique but there's also a trade-off because you don't have other people involved and you don't have their influences and their playing styles and their inclinations exactly add things that you wouldn't think it's the auteur like thing. It's the auteur yeah. thing. It goes back to like, okay, to bring up Memento, it's, it's the same thing point. of like, you can go into like a Christopher Nolan movie and like, you mm-hmm. kind of know what you're going to get. Like, Welcome you back know to Nolan Jams now. It's going to be a Christopher hey, wait, Nolan movie and you can either vibe with I it or not. <laughs> this is an episode of I Love Films. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, I, exactly that. Like you're it's not getting singular. any sort of outside influence. Yep. It can be like a little fatiguing. Mm-hmm. You know what it's I mean? It's visionary, but it's singularly visionary. No, oh, yeah. I like yeah. that. Singularly yeah. Well, visionary. in our interview with Kevin from The Wedding just came out today. Uh, and I was listening back to it a little bit. And he was talking about how he's done some solo stuff since being a part of the band and how it's a lot harder being a solo artist. And he said, like, it's so difficult to refine yourself. And like how he's found that collaboration is... He said, quote, collaboration is such a better way to do it. And I think there's a lot to that. Like just and like I know I'm in that part, too, where I'm like, I would rather just like write a couple parts of a song and be like, okay, Mm -hmm. here you take your you run with it now. Like I I don't want to fill it all out because it will sound better with more people. involved. Exactly. Well, I think Mm -hmm. about specifically, Josh, when we were making Winter Light. And then already I brought you on for all these songs that I'd had for like 10 years. And then TJ, we brought you in 
And mm-hmm. specifically, when I had you do the like intro parts for Father Son. Oh, I remember that. For and sure. you started yeah. doing those harmonies that I was like, I never in a million years would have thought to do these harmonies on this yeah. part. That I had was like a, a really basic choral part for the intro. Mm-hmm. And then you came in with those high parts and stuff. And I was like, this song just like got 10,000% better. Oh, oh, I remember funny. you sent it to me like the next day. Like, oh, TJ came over and worked on parts. And I was like, this is so different. But it's like, in so the best not way. what I anticipated, but in the <laughs> yeah. best way. Yeah. 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 Collaboration is key, man. Like when I worked on my album in Nashville, like my requirement was to have like at least two other people playing on each song to inform like the songwriting and, and the structure and the dynamics. Like I, I needed that. I knew I needed that. Yeah. Cause, well, cause y'all have yeah. both done records or at least songs where you were 100% responsible for everything on them. Right. Mm-hmm. So you've done like both sides of it. Yeah, yeah. But it's never like as fun. No, right. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> but still respect to the singular visionary for sure. Sure. Yeah, so it's just it's just like a trade off. Like, it is. It's good for that, but at the same time, like you're not gonna have a guitar. So, like Bryce doesn't seem like he's he's not a shreddy guitar guy. He's not, right. and he's not even doing like indulgent guitar parts. Like, even just musically, there's he's the music is there to serve the vocals and the melody, and that's what it. Like, he's not gonna have like a longer like bridge where I'm gonna like noodle a little bit kind of thing. Which right. is why I think on this listen, I think the lyrics kind of bugged me the way that they did Mm. because Mm -hmm. like yeah if everything is going towards this vision but i get it also because it's like yeah you're doing everything like you're doing a million (laughs) things like you're not gonna sit down and like hyper focus on how to make each of these lyrical lines the best you're just gonna go for like kind of what fits when you're also trying to figure out some sweet sweet bass parts and right yeah exactly some sick drums yeah it's a lot Mm mm-hmm you can understand. So, it. yeah. So, I, I think for me, like, much like a Christopher Nolan movie, I really <laughs> like a lot of it. I just wish it was kind of shorter. It just felt a little, <laughs> it was just a little too much for me. <laughs> the songs were shorter because they're pretty short, Kylan. I uh, know the record, okay, the record in general. Okay. So what you need is like some goldfish goldfish brain like Lenny. So you can just like reset. You don't even know you've heard the same song over and over again. You start yeah. each one as yeah, if it's exactly. the first one. Exactly. I'm going to get a rock of summer tattoos all over my body next. Perfect. So you can remember that <laughs> when you wake <laughs> up in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, colors? What What does that even mean? Uh, uh, I don't know. What it does means that mean? the next listen track to listen to is yeah. Colors. <laughs> This felt like a classic piano pop intro. I think this is the best intro on the record. Mm. And I think he returns to that line too. Like that's what I feel like he'll do something in the intro, but it's not an established idea that carries through the rest of the song, but this one does. And I think it's better for it. Okay. But guys, can we just talk about everything we've kind of been talking about? I feel like can be crystallized in this moment. I think I know where you're going. (laughs) Driving on the ways of the high and free. What does that mean? <laughs> I he's trying to say like the it's the artistic way of saying highway. highway. 
Like, I get it, but come on, man. Come oh, I, no, on. Wait, 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 wait. I know what it is. It's a callback to the HOV reference because when you drive on the ways of the high and free, you're not paying the toll. It's free. <laughs> it's, you, on the freeway. driving. Well, the the way driving on the ways of the high f- sounds like some like fantasy D and D bullshit of like, it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I am the adventure. <laughs> on the ways of the high and free. It's like, okay, bro. Like, just calm down. Like he was, he was trying to be a DM for a while. He was like, like I get it, but like, come on. That to me is the most egregious. <laughs> Uh, lyrical moment on the entire record. It's It's so bad. Feels like eighth grade English teacher told you to write a poem. Right, but like you had to like you had to hit a word count. It's like like (laughs) yeah, like like when you write a paper in college and then you just go through in Word and highlight everything and open the thesaurus. (laughs) I was driving on the highway. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Wait, wait. What's a better way to say that? I was driving on the ways of the high. And free. And free. <laughs> it's like uh, that's freeways. that is the <laughs> worst lyrical moment for me. I cannot stand it. Oh man, I didn't actually catch that because I thought you were going somewhere else with the lyrics. Oh, where did you think I was going? Because <laughs> I was said this song is innocently yet kind of mildly suggestive. Because oh, he yeah. says, I mm-hmm. can't sleep, but she's loving me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. word choice, Bryce, weird. And then Penis here with you under these covers, which I'm like, I mean, that's, mm. that, that, I don't know. That's, I that's also like, love that it comes. Well, <laughs> it's innocent, but mildly suggestive. Well, like, then you think about place, like but, okay. thematically, this comes, and we'll get to it on the next song, but that totally like makes sense from like a purity culture thing of like, oh, I maybe oh, went. Yes too far with my girlfriend i now have to repent and run to sleep. you i can't sleep. and yeah there's I'm like stressed about it there's some there's some like some telling on yourself guilt going on mm-hmm. in this song for sure all yeah. on the ways of the high and free yes <laughs> on the road ahead we'll keep going further i just said uh, yeah the, the analogy kind of runs out by verse three i'm like okay i get it man pave our history like well and then musically it (laughs) sounds kind of the same as taking aback it's got that that four on the snare that da 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 like it so it's like i feel like the first five songs are kind of of a piece and then like seven through nine are kind of of a piece and then i'll go on to the to the last ones but there's like uh, like in all these chunks of the album you could probably cut a song or two so there's probably like Mm three songs you could cut from this record and have a super tight thing but this listen through it all felt like there was just a little too much sameness in these different sections mm-hmm. like it's almost like that makes sense they were like different recording sessions you know what i mean like he had like three weeks to do this chunk and then like three weeks to do this chunk and then three weeks to do the last chunk right maybe that's how he has to break it up because otherwise he'd just be Straight recording for nine weeks in a row. Yeah, he's doing yeah, everything. When so you're the guy. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's how he does it. Who knows? Yeah, it's true. But yeah, I overall thought it was that was a very cute, sweet love song, which I get. Yeah. Um, I did like the bridge on this one, and it sounds like oh, he. I, I always love the bridges, <laughs> but it sounds like he does like a borrowed core chord. Um, I think it's like we're doing the five of the five. 
which I think he also does in Do You Feel? So Very like, cool. Yeah, oh, so I cool. think it's a fun way to kind of like bring it out a little bit of like, oh, here's a different like borrowed chord that's going to not be as... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a moment where, again, he's kind of landing in some positivity where where there's like a little bit of like uncertainty or kind of questioning throughout the song um, or guilt, you know, in that moment where he goes to that borrowed chord, he says, rest will find us. We belong here. So that's kind of a cool, like synchronicity that's happening between the lyrics and the chord structure. Yep. Mm -hmm. Nicely spotted, Josh. Oh, thanks. Good job, you guys. All right. Let's move on to track number 10, run to you. Look out and see Do you see me? Cause I think I see you Here's the obligatory two-thirds of the way through the album Christian Ballad Piano Ballad The Adele song But it's like, it's super worshipy It's super like, it's the most like overtly Christian No, what's cool is that you were saying one through five are a sort of movement seven through nine are, and then 10, were you saying 10 through 13? Uh, Kind of, kind of. Yeah. 11 and 12 are kind of the most similar, but like there's, there's something. So I think of all of the remaining songs as like, or most of the remaining songs as all kind of like vaguely either love songs or Jesus songs. Yep. They're they're really all kind of in that gray space, which is kind of, interesting well this is the one that that of all the songs because even the last song has a little bit of that Mm, this mm -hmm. one to me felt the most like overtly worshipy right no it Um, definitely does even the the way the melody the mm -hmm. the type of piano playing that's happening like yeah but i will say the majority of these kinds of songs that we've gotten on records like this one's pretty short. Mm-hmm. This one's still less than four minutes, and mm-hmm. musically, it is nice to have this kind of break where it's just piano and vocals, and just kind of yep. like feels really simple. Yeah, I yeah. definitely needed it. I think it mm-hmm. could have maybe point. even gone up a little earlier in the record for yeah, that reason. I think so yeah. too. I would have been okay with that. I thought it was interesting that this is the most streamed song on side B of the record. That's wild. It is wild. That's some trick yeah. shit, man. <laughs> Is this the one where he whispers? I can't remember. I think so. It would probably have to be because it's so quiet. He yeah. It's so quiet. All I know is there's a point where he whispers and I'm and every time I'm like, I like that. That's pretty cool. Because <laughs> it feels like a weird choice. And I think right. I like when people take big swings with vocal performance. Yeah, he does that quite a bit on this record. Like he's got mm-hmm. a lot of range. Man. Yes. Yeah, I appreciate his vocal dynamism mm-hmm. i don't have much else to say about this yeah song. same well not to hold it up any longer let's move on to track Ooh. number 11 hold it up <laughs>
TJ, this is the one that you thought would be my favorite. Mm-hmm. What was your reasoning again? Uh, I just remember we've had some we've had some moments on this podcast where like there's some really fun up tempo tracks, and especially on the we, later half of a record. Yeah, and oh, yeah, yeah, on the side B that we all are like, that's a bop, like that song, bops hard. And for some reason, I have this feeling that like a lot of those are top, like high on your list. Either they're your favorite or, you know, one of your favorite tracks. Hmm. Okay. No, yeah, you're right. Because I'm thinking of like Joyride on the wedding. Right. Well, yes. plus specifically, I don't want to say goodnight to the records I love. Yeah. Feels like a very Josh sentiment. Like, <laughs> and spoiler alert, this is my favorite song on the record. So it also oh! was probably wishful thinking. I wanted to have that in common with you, Josh. Really? Okay, TJ, yeah, have you I listened? Love this track. Have you listened to any other Rocket Summer records? Have you listened to Hello Good Friend or Calendar Days? I think so, but I would only know maybe like one or two tracks. Okay, each of because this to me feels like it would fit on either one of those first two records. Mm-hmm. This feels like a little bit of like you know going back to the whole like trying to keep his scene cred. This feels like a little morsel for like old school, quote unquote, Rocket Summer fans. Mm-hmm. Like this feels like the most classic Rocket Summer to me. So yeah. if you like this, you might you might enjoy those uh, those first two records. It does feel like a really good synthesis of what he does. Like I yeah. like this iteration of like what I've heard across the album. This is kind of my favorite way that it presents like the the high energy, the drums are so fun. Um, the chord progression is super catchy. Yeah, this feel like I said, this feels right at home on Hello Good Friend. No, Just you're right. Nice. Better production. This like super poppy, but like a like a pop rock kind of thing, like mm-hmm. an indie pop rock kind of thing. Yes, the vocal line is hooky. Like I don't know, there's just every I like everything about it. I think then, even the like sort of schmucky lyricism for some reason works on this song more well, it's really because sweet. of the high it's energy sweet in the way and that you are sweet. too. Yes. Like it's yeah. sweet. It's like very sincere. Yes, it is. It is very genuine. Hard feels, it feels really sincere in a way that like some of the other, even like sweet lyrics don't necessarily feel. Yeah. And I like the idea of like, hold it up, hold it tight moments live or moments die. Mm-hmm. Like that's fact, simple. That's like halftime. It's effective. Do, do, ta. Yeah. Do, ta. Like, yes. Like you can yeah, I think you got the drummer in me like, a little yeah. bit. Like <laughs> I like it. Hmm. It's so good. You want to know something interesting? Tell me. Yes, please. I think I could have cut this song. <laughs> Whoa! No way. <laughs> really? Yeah. This Dang, is the one. Dude. It was just like I don't know. I think it's the placement of it probably. Oh, that's like, what I was gonna after ask. After think about this. Things come down for run to you. I'm like, let's right. just get to the end now. And then you're like, let's bring it up again. And but we're gonna bring it back down for waiting. And so in this hour. So you're mad that they're holding it up. I think they are. But I also think I I like the lyrics and the message of the song. I think musically, I feel like it just doesn't offer anything that we haven't heard. So I feel like musically, I just. I I am kind of just like, eh, well, that's what I was saying. Like, it feels Hmm. like, like for someone that listened to rocket summer from the first album, like, cause this album in general being on a major label and stuff is such a departure from the early, earlier stuff. This felt like a little bit of a bone to like, Hey, I'm still that same guy. Mm. Um, You gotta wait till track 11. Yeah. I mean, so would you have liked it if, 
like okay for instance if we had cut like either taken aback or colors like if it was like ones because those songs to me just run together entirely if mm. it was like higher up on the record do you think you would have enjoyed it more josh i don't know i'm not crazy about like the vocal melody and like the way mm. like the what did i write or i don't know i yeah stuff. just like <laughs> I guess so. I guess I'm not, maybe I'm writing about something else. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm thinking about the next song. Yeah, I just don't know. Like, it maybe if it was up higher on the record, it wouldn't seem as like just thrown in there. Which I feel like this, the placement on this for in track eleven, feels very unfortunate for that. Like, it just feels thrown in there. Like, yeah. we need a song mm-hmm. to bring it up before we kind of bring it down and then bring it up again mm-hmm. for the final song. Just feels like filler to you. That's funny because I does. I love this song. Oh dang, yeah. I think it's so fun. Like it's mm-hmm. just like good high energy, simple pop rock. It's also in the uh, in the spirit of the Dawes lyric that we use as our sign off. Shame the bands broke up. I just hope we'll remember these. So good songs. That's true. Yeah, it's so unnecessary for him to go live. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love it. It's so good. She's like yeah, okay, cool. Well, in case anyone was was waiting, we shall wait no longer for track number 12. We're not going to hold it up anymore. Waiting. Basically, everything Josh said about the last song is how I feel about this song. Wow. Because mm. this does the same thing that I feel like Hold It Up does. Feels like classic Rocket Summer. More calendar days than Hello, Good Friend. Uh, mm. But it's completely unforgettable to me. Unforgettable? Unforgettable? No, sorry. It's completely forgettable. <laughs> Did I say unforgettable? Yes. Oh, sorry. It is completely yeah, forgettable. Make sure you tattoo. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tattoo waiting. I'm just going to tattoo <laughs> waiting. This is very forgettable. What am I waiting on? Yeah, no, it's so forgettable to me. It doesn't do anything interesting. That, like I said, as much excitement as I got for hearing "Hold It Up," I'd be like, "Oh mm-hmm. yeah, this is like old school Rocket Summer." Waiting does the exact same thing, but is less effective because it comes after "Hold It Up." So, do you think, similar to your question for Josh, do you think you would feel differently if they were flipped? Or do you think no, still I think, think you could just song? cut Hold It Up is the better song for sure. It's more dynamically mm. interesting because it's got yeah. the halftime chorus and the kind of gang vocals thing. This is just like all kind of one thing. This is a like pretty middle of the road and it doesn't have like very high highs. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like, man. Yeah. Okay. I, I could be swayed. I I would cut this song over Hold It Up. Okay, good. Yes, we yeah, did yeah. it, Kyle. Yeah. I good. like that. I like, I accept the argument. We held it up. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Because we yeah, like I said, hold it up for for Rocket Summer fans. I feel like these songs, these two songs, are both trying to accomplish the same thing. Yeah, and hold it up does it better. Yeah, I can dig it. I can dig it. I agree. Yeah, Kylan, this song also has harmonica. Your favorite. Yeah, <laughs> your Fuck pre-dad harmonica. days favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why I don't like it. <laughs> Yeah, man. I don't know. It's all right. Yeah, I said it's nice getting a new sa- kind of sound like this late into the record, but I'm honestly not crazy about it. Like, right. It's like, yeah. why, though? I, appreciate what why you're I was but... confused. I was like, where did this come from, though? 
Like I said, I think you could if you cut specifically if you cut waiting and either taking a back or colors. I don't know; those two are pretty interchangeable for me. Mm. If you cut honestly, if you cut both of those songs, this would be like a ten out of ten record for me. Mm, but nice. it just gets a little too long. I get that. I get That's that. That's fair. Okay. Well, before but, before we. Oh, oh, okay. oh, 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 I'll just ask, I was going to, my question that I was going to ask is, uh, I'm curious what you think is Bryce's best instrument? What did, what is he best at? And he, I feel like he does all of it pretty like to the same level. Right. But I'm curious if you have ideas of what you think. Well, this is like I know his primary, or... he's primarily a, a pianist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got That's very strong piano parts. Honestly, on this record, I think it might be drumming. I have to agree. I think the drums stand out the most on the record. Yeah. He is a, that's what I was saying in the first song. Like, he is a solid drummer. Yeah, he performs all the parts really intentionally. Nothing mm-hmm. feels filler, and nothing also feels too showy. Like, everything he does. Right, serves, like, he's got chops, but it's not like, hey, look what I can do. Mm-hmm. It yeah. serves the song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Josh? I think piano and drums are his strongest because mm-hmm. he's not doing a ton of like really interesting guitar and bass yeah. riffing. He's doing yeah. some. Um, like he, he can hold it down as like yeah, a guitarist. Yeah, but, he mm-hmm. can hold it down. He can hold it up. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe like he probably started on piano. So I feel like he's very good at piano. But I think totally. drums are where this like instrumentally where he shines on the record. Yeah. I also think that the production is great to help showcase his drumming. Mm-hmm. The the mix is really like I don't know the like there I don't know there there are a lot of albums where drums are too loud. There are a lot of albums where drums just sound bad. There are a lot of albums where drums sound flat uh or where you can't even hear the drums really. This one to me Speaking is of drums, great. Willa June is playing drums in the living room right now. Oh, great. I think she heard us talking about must be but there's like there's just a perfect balance of the the tones and frequencies that you you want to hear like really boomy kick without it being flubby like the snare is so clean the, the, the drums washy super benefited from chris lord alge on, yeah. on this more than any other instrument i feel like so that might be part of why i think his best instrument is drums is just because they sound so good on this album. Because they're highlighted. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I I'll 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 just stand by it. I think drums are his best instrument. I at least so on this too, album. Man. I dig it. Yeah. Well it sounds unanimous here, so So in this I think that's official. Yep, it's official. Sweet. Okay, guys. In this hour. In this hour, uh, we're going to talk about the in last this next hour of the podcast. In this next hour now. of the podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Say it ain't so. Uh, no, that's last a Weezer track. song. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to Weezer James. Yeah, uh, I didn't mean to bring up Weezer again, <laughs> which apparently we do all the time. Do we? You said that before, though. Oh, that's right. A- no, we did. There was a period of like a month where we brought up Weezer like every episode. It was right around the time we did the question. We talked about Weezer like pretty consistently. There, there are phases I feel like in this podcast of like I think I just specific. let y'all talk about Weezer a lot. <laughs> fair, that's fair. Um, okay, last right. track. So in this hour, 
So comment in this hour dot dot dot. So long before you've stood so long at my door. Abundantly you have asked, have you received? Is this everything that you've hoped for? Is this everything you've dreamed? Well, I'm not sure. This is a great album closer. Yeah, it is. Such a worship song, though. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> Such a worship song. You got the dotted eighth note delay. Oh, you yes. got the strings. This right here, though, the lead line that comes in, where it's just like the drone, hate it. <laughs> Cut it. Cut it. Get that shit out of like, here. Feels like 80s hair metal, but it like but this yeah. isn't 80s hair metal. Yeah, get that shit out of here, man. Everything else <laughs> in this song is great, but that that vibrato guitar no stop it please i feel like he was trying to go for everything he could possibly like cram into this song to make it feel like an anthemic closer yeah and i get that's that. like case in point i've been known to do that at a time but it or two, doesn't but... always <laughs> doesn't always translate like you hope yeah it will. but that it's just like it's so high in the mix that it just like mm-hmm. it distracts because his vocal performance too especially at the end of that second verse it's like really where he starts good. screaming yeah it's That's so great. good. But then I was just so distracted by that. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God, stop. <laughs> this is a great song. It's long, but I, as I've said before, I am more forgiving of the last track on an album being extra long, especially if it's trying to like do something specific like this. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it was kind of cool again to hear him spend a little more time on like, I can have some time in a song where i don't or i'm not singing where i can just focus on the instruments so i like that about it yeah and just letting it build a little bit more of that yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i mean that's what i like in a lot of stuff i listen to so i think i'm gonna be drawn to that yeah i think he ended his shows with this for a while too Hmm. that's cool it's a good show closer too yeah that's really final absolutely Cause this also like kind of in the way break it out is like, this feels like a little bit of a, uh, like a little bit of, of a thesis, mm-hmm. you know, everything I do will be all for this moment. Cause his whole thing too, like, I don't know, like Josh, I know obviously you've seen him live cause you almost missed out on one of our shows. That's true. <laughs> uh, but TJ, I don't know if you've ever seen him. Nope. But his whole thing is like, it's very, it's a very similar ethos to me of like, I think mm-hmm. he does just want to like hang out and like connect with people like through his yeah. music. Cause like one time I saw him and he did after he did like a song, like where he built everything, he had his acoustic guitar hooked up like wirelessly and the stage went dark for like five minutes. And then he appeared not on stage, but like in the crowd. And this isn't like, like an arena show. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, this yeah. is at like, thousand two thousand seat kind of venue like, like standing room size theater yeah like thing. like granada style right just out at the back of the crowd by the bar and did nice. like a whole mini acoustic set you know what That's i mean cool. and just That's like cool. right next to people and this whole thing is i feel like trying to connect with people like mm-hmm. and this feels like a real synthesis of all those ideas lyrically it's really simple but i believe it more than driving on the ways of the high and the freak, <laughs> you know, like, 
Yeah, absolutely. No, it does feel sort of like a like a thesis, um, and and very hard on sleeve in a in an endearing way. Like it's mm-hmm. refreshing. Well, guys, and this outro is <laughs> great. It rocks. Yeah, no, it's like, so good. Everyone just going. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't have like a lot of like personal connecting to this song, but I was like, I liked what it was doing. I like the part that it plays on the record of closing it out and yeah, kind of being a little indulgent and big. So. And then it and then it drops down to that yeah. piano, like yeah, for like a really minute. Beautiful for like the last I, minute. It's a nice like, meditative moment mm-hmm. to kind of wrap up the whole thing. Yeah, kind of you know, it's basically like the pop rock version of of Timothy by Acid's Burn. Oh, oh wow! I thought you were going to say another. I thought <laughs> oh, you were no, going man. Christopher Nolan again. It's a bold claim. <laughs> yeah. Well, here, how else can I tie this back to Christopher Nolan? Um, it, it's similarly to like Tenet. Uh, you know, we find that like time is, is, I don't know. I got nothing. Tenet sucked. Um, it's inception. <laughs> it's inception <laughs> when, when the top is spinning. And, there we go. And we're just wondering, is it wobbling? Is it stopping? Does it keep spinning? We don't TJ know. brought it home. Brought it home. Or it's when, uh, in Dunkirk, when you're like, did this have to be all out of place time wise? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so, Christopher. Uh, I don't think so, Christopher. Ah, oh, Christopher. Bryce, <laughs> keep your clothes. Uh, no, no, Mr. Nolan. Thrift store. <laughs> <laughs> this song is not a business plan. It's certainly not a movie. Suck an egg on the ways of the high and free. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, I'm, we did I'm it. That's the worst lyric. I know. TJ is our resident well. Nolan Nolan file. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm a sucker. Yeah. Okay. So, what do we think, y'all? How how do we do? I think it's an album. Yeah. All right. Yep. This has been Church Teams now. And Bye. I Bye. think. Okay. Yeah. That's it. That's all we do on the show. <laughs> we don't. And that's all. We got a real. We've got a real goofy vibe today, and I'm here for it. I think it was because we did a part A with a guest that you know with we're our old friends with. Yeah. He puts us in a in a fun goofy place. Much like the movie Interstellar. (laughs) (laughs) Much like Insomnia. (laughs) Don't let me leave. Insomnia is so good. You know what? It is really good. Okay. All right. Here we go. Last Christopher Nolan thing. Um, (laughs) Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. We'll do it. We'll save it for Patreon. Last night. We'll save it for Patreon. I should have known this was going to (laughs) happen. I know. You can't talk about a movie in front of Kylan because he'll just. Uh, Flubber Bop. What are we doing? Okay, okay well, so this is I a... want to know what Josh yeah, yeah. thinks first. Because oh, right. I feel like I know Kylan's, and y'all don't know what I'm going to do. But yeah. I kind of want to know Josh's first. I'm, I'm going to be a little do. selfish here. Okay. The anticipation is building much like it was for uh, when The Dark Knight Rises came out. <laughs> so don't hold it up because we're all waiting. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, I don't know before... if we're going to be taken aback by Josh's flopper pop. You might be. You might be. There will be. So in this hour that I've prepared to uh, lay out my thesis on <laughs> Do You Feel by the Record Summer, I really like this record. And not to get too much into it, we talk a lot about like formulas and like this is basically kind of the same song over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, mm-hmm. I feel like to some extent that's an unfair comparison because, I mean, you can almost say that about every band. There's only a few bands where you that are doing wildly different things, at least on the same record. So mm. I don't know. I was thinking about that today. And I'm like, I maybe use that as like a negative point 
because I feel like it's not fair to everyone because everyone to some extent is that same way. Right, right. But uh, what I, I do really like this record and I specifically like the seven song run from Do You Feel to Covers. And I do mm. concede that mm. Taken Aback and co- or Colors. Colors. I said Covers. You said Covers. I said Covers. <laughs> Colors. Taken Aback and Colors are very similar and a lot mm. of the songs kind of are, but I feel like they're just good songs that mm. I really like. So mm. I like Break It Out. After Colors, I kind of lose interest in like the last four songs of the record. I'm just kind of like, that's all I need. But seven songs, I feel like it's a pretty strong run. Yeah. So I enjoyed uh, listening back to this record, and I am going to bop it. Ooh, buddy. Yep. Okay. Cool. Nice. I'm, gonna I'm here on, for that. Be on the record for a bop. It was a great weather in Texas, you know. It's starting to warm up in springtime, so it was, like, it was a good time to drive around to the Rocket Summer and Jam. Guys, it's like seventy something degrees. Today. Oh, it's like seventy oh, something degrees here. Yeah, it was pushing like 80s and sunny. Almost. Yeah, yeah. it freaking snowed here out of the blue. <laughs> I was so mad in April, mid April. Like, I was so snow. mad. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I, I, I get that. My thing is like it's kind of similar. I pick up steam again at the end of this record. I kind of lose interest in the middle. Oh wow. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the middle is where it feels really samey to me. I, I mean, um, I don't disagree that it is samey. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, guys, this is, you know, it would be weird if, well, you know, not that weird. I don't want to set that precedent. But if I bring a record as a wishlist record, uh, there's still potential that it could, it could be you a You had flop. me. Yeah, yeah after fact, part A, I was like, Wow, am am I gonna be the only bop on this record? I don't, I don't know. know. I was pretty. I've I've been pretty critical lyrically. There's a lot to, you know. There's a Nitpick. lot to desire, but yeah, I'm not a lyric guy, so I don't care that much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a vibe guy, guys, and uh, the vibe on this record is impeccable, man. I just want to like roll my windows down and jam this whole record. So yeah, dude, total bop. Nice. I dig it. I'm trying to make another Christopher Nolan reference, but I can't. Think I was of thinking, it. I was trying to go through stuff in my head too. All right, TJ, about you. That just All leaves right. you. You're the last one. You're following. Just leaves me. The two of us. Well, you know, I really like Chris Christopher Nolan's um, <laughs> filmography. Y'all, y'all know that. I'm familiar with it. I am not very familiar with the Rocket Summers discography. Nor but, his filmography. <laughs> nor nor his filmography. Rocket Summer's filmography. Um, it's pretty stellar, guys. Is it? Great. In fact, it might be interstellar. Is it interstellar? But you know, I, there's a tenant I often tell myself. Sorry. All right, I'm done. <laughs> hey, knock it off. Break it out, Kyle. <laughs> um, no, I I I decided that I was going to try to approach this from a very kind and sentimental place because it was a wish list record that Kylan brought to us. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't want to go in with like, you know, my critic guns blazing and my my cynic bombs exploding all over left and right across the track list. So uh all I have to say is that I hope y'all okay. aren't taken aback by the fact that I'm going to bop this record. Oh, you had me going, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, honestly, it it took me back to a very specific 
moment where I was like really into Head Automatica and all of my friends were really into My Chemical Romance. And so I had to right. listen to that band and I don't dislike them, but Are they too I never scary got into you? them. They were, they were very scary. <laughs> but 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 now listening, like whenever, uh, anytime that band comes on, I'm like, this is really fun. And there's yeah. a lot of like cool theatrics and all that. And so this was like the kind of like more pop rock, right. um, straightforward version of that. Um, and I didn't mention this um, during our analysis through the album, but I felt a lot of Jimmy Eat World vibes throughout this album as well. Mm-hmm. Um some of the kind of vocal stuff, some of the guitar, the especially things like hold it up, like that kind of upbeat stuff. Um yeah. felt like it could be on Bleed American or something like that. And so there was a lot of like the spirit of the music about it that I resonated with. And yeah, when I wasn't kind of critiquing the 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 weird lyrical choices and, <laughs> and stuff like that and the singular vision issues where you get a little fatigued across the you know, track record. I think, yeah, it landed for me. It was vibey and, and visionary and wonderful. And I'm, That's I'm popping wild. it. That's yeah. wild. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I texted kind of, I literally could have seen you equally yeah, you could have gone either, either direction. Way. I was like, yeah, yeah. either he's going to like it and I can have a good time or he's going to really have some problems with it. Yep. Cause yeah, I mean, it exists on both sides. Like, yeah, it's fun, but also it's a lot of the same. And mm-hmm. yeah. So, well, and yeah. then I weirdly decided to like focus on lyrics this time around. <laughs> I love like, that. Like, uh, yeah, maybe I feel like there's it's like because it was your band and you like felt like you had to really like give it a well because yeah because all my bands are just like it's just a vibe you know what I mean and so I'm right. trying to then think about this in the way that that you guys usually come to records. Right. Uh, based on like our previous episodes and previous conversations, like I, so I was like, oh, I got a bunch of like specific like time codes and production notes, and like lyrical notes, and then you guys are like, yeah, I'm just vibing. <laughs> <laughs> it was great though. I appreciated all of that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Someone I'm here for it. it. So we got a triple bop. A this joins the hallowed man. the hallowed halls of the triple bops, man. It's true, man. Rocket Summers, do you feel? I didn't never in a million years did I anticipate <laughs> that. So Yeah. All right. Well, I I'm think that's gonna be it, it for us. So if you enjoy this, we have more conversations like this, plus a bunch of other awesome bonus stuff on Patreon. Patreon.com slash church jams now podcast. Follow us on social media, just church jams now everywhere. And the last thing we have to say is may all your favorite bands stay together. TJ, I have so much love for you. <laughs> Peace out, Josh. <laughs> oh God, there's gotta be a there there's gotta be a Nolan thing. Hold on. Hold on. There's an I got a Nolan joke for you to finish it out. And to be fair, I don't think anyone based on our analytics even listens this far. Yeah, um, this is just us. There the, the, uh <laughs> The fire rises. <laughs> uh, something, something, dark night. Uh, peace out, my friends. <laughs> <laughs>